Welcome everybody to episode two of season two of the Infinity's End podcast. Uh, it's been like a couple weeks since we did our first episode, but we're back and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Lots happened in the past week, a lot's happened in the past 24 hours that Ryan would like to get off his chest. Oh boy. Um, so before we get into that, how's everybody been? <sighs> been better, been worse. Can't really complain yet though. Different yeah. toilet, same shit? Pretty much. Okay. How are things with uh, Mr. Luca over here? You know, working, dying. It's an endless cycle. Aren't we all? Um, there's also a lovely thunderstorm happening outside, so if you hear anything in the background, it's likely that. And what about you, Shinye? How have you been? Uh, same shit, different day. I feel you. So it's, it's my life. <laughs> yep. Nothing but homework and the desire to be five years older, so I don't have to do this anymore. All right, that's fair. Um, all right, so... Ryan, mm-hmm. please do enlighten us with what happened uh, last night. So people have a really hard time minding their own fucking business. First, I gotta remind you, without naming names, because we don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah, of course. People don't know how to mind their own fucking business. So basically, my girlfriend posted something on her Instagram story. Lovely little angel. Exactly. Very lovely little angel. With Hello. Her fly. Mm-hmm. But she could probably fuck someone up. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, she'll fucking kill somebody. But uh, she looks like she's got a right hook. She's Dominican. <laughs> yeah. She she's Dominican and Puerto Rican. Put yeah. those two together. That's a fucking bar fight. That's like you can look into her eyes and her ancestors will come out and oh, beat the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. It'll get fucking. It's not even. Uh, it's gonna sound terrible. It'll get Azteki in this bitch, <laughs> or whatever thing was down there. I don't know. It was oh, the like, fucking Mayans and they like. Just yeah, them. I think cut the hearts open. Yeah, of dude. Thirty thousand people in one day. Yeah, but she posted a picture. On her Instagram story. A very lovely picture, I might add. flowers. Yeah. And first of all, an innocent thing is just like, you know. Yeah, because like like the thing was, those flowers didn't bloom. They bloomed overnight. That's so sweet. Like she only had the one and then they bloomed overnight and she was so happy about it. And she wanted to share that excitement on her Instagram story to her followers. Keyword, followers. Now granted, she also has a public page, so that doesn't necessarily help. But that's not, but that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is that people who don't like me and don't like the people that I associate with have the audacity and the balls to go look at people's story that have nothing to do with their lives. Yeah. And it, it this isn't a one-time thing. Oh, you, no, 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 no. I mean... You've experienced this. Pers- indirectly, yes, I have. But Melissa obviously has and experienced I, this every single day that she posts a story <laughs> for the past however many months now. And you... <laughs> And you already know my also past experience with this. Yes. That, that that gives me the hate and the reason why I'm so full of piss and vinegar about this. It's, it's not even the concept that they looked at her story. You know, that just happens. But it's the idea that they never did beforehand. And the lengths and extent that they went through. Because how they found her was absolutely ridiculous. Great. I mean... There, there's so many ways that they probably could have found her, but, like, realistically, like, the hypothesis that we all came up with is probably the most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, like, background was that the four of us, me, Alyssa, Ryan, and his girlfriend, all went to a Triton Thunder game, uh, what was it, Friday night? Uh, yes. Yeah, Friday night. Very fun. So much fun. I'm um, gonna post that picture. That's a great picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it posted on, on her Instagram story, didn't tag anybody in it, and then somehow... Well, miraculously, two days later, all of a sudden, these 
individuals who shall not be named uh, managed to find Ryan's girlfriend's Instagram page. And here's the thing. Stalk her, likely. Well, here's the thing about that, too, that really pisses me off. <clears throat> Alyssa put that picture on her story, what, Saturday? Sunday? Yeah, Saturday. Sunday. It was the day after. No, sorry, yesterday. Was it? No, it wasn't no, yesterday. There's no way it was yesterday. No, 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 because you posted it on Saturday, because um, from what I remember, you posted it. I've also got the memory of a goldfish. Okay. Well, we went Friday, realistically, you posted it Saturday. Yeah, and did it take so, did it take y'all two days to find her? Because she didn't post anything on her story beforehand, which means they must have fucking found her, waited for her to post something, and then looked at it. Do you know what else is creepy too? Jasmine is not active on her like Instagram like that. She'll post something on her story if she thinks she's taking cute pictures. Mm. You know, she always posts her cute pictures on her story. Right. Because she likes to have little mini photo shoots with her flowers. She'll do little things with her outfits and like it's cute. And then it, it took her two days afterwards to post something on her story or like a day, whatever, how many long it was. It wasn't that same day because they had to have waited. They waited and waited for her to post something. And then they were like, oh, that's her. Like, suck my dick. And dude, too, like, it's also creepy because, like, the person in question doesn't even follow Alyssa. Mm -hmm. But, like, it takes a matter of, like, seconds for Alyssa to post a story and that person viewed it. The person in question also doesn't know me and knows nothing about me and knows nothing about Jasmine. Mm Mm-hmm. But yet, for some reason, you live rent-free in her head. They are completely fucking obsessed with me. I don't understand it. You should have seen the fucking tirade I went on on my other Instagram last night. Had Alyssa dying, I will say. She was, she was I, literally cry-lapping. I had, I had tears <laughs> coming from my eyes. Oh, so I, I did try to use that, like, fat songs for fat people. There were I, no, didn't, it, I didn't really... Yeah, like, there weren't any lines about people being fat. I guess it was just songs that fat people would like. <laughs> this one is titled Cake. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all like it, they all had like propaganda or something in their name, so it was all like fucking like all cholesterol-y. But you know, I went on a fucking tirade yesterday, and it could it could have been worse. It could have been on my public, like my actual Instagram. I feel like you should have done that because it just would have been funny. No, I went I went to Aaron getting uh, my sister to uh, get um little advice on that and she was like you should definitely do that on your finsta because you don't want to come out looking like the bad guy which i mean it makes sense because not everybody's gonna understand why i'm doing this you know what case in point i agree with that um but the thing is too you'd always understand though that people who do understand the situation like would never view as a bad guy oh yeah absolutely you know what i mean yeah like but like because i had my family like the, my, my family's ready to fucking go oh wait wait did you tell uh, did you tell your dad i did what do you say the, the, the same thing i said <laughs> yeah like they look my, my my dad heard it because i mentioned it to uh aaron in passing and then my stepmom also happened to be outside because we were taking the doggo outside mm-hmm and we were all just chilling out there. I was smoking a cigarette and I was mad. I was so good off of cigarettes. Dude, you I were did... telling me about that too. Yeah, I was doing so good. It had been like probably a month at that point. I was doing so good. And then I got so pissed off and I didn't have any bud. So I had to smoke a cigarette. And I don't have my fucking Cali burn on me anymore. I don't know where that went. Mm. But yeah, 
regardless of my nicotine addiction. It was just complete. I think it's absurd. I think it's out of line. It's it's something that it's something that needs to be discussed because everybody talks about everything that should be discussed. This needs to be talked about. This needs to be talked about. This could cause harm. This could cause something to go somewhere that it doesn't need to go. And again, um, it's worth noting that like nothing on our side has been provoked. You know, like we don't do anything provocative. We don't try to incite people to do shit. Like they, they just kind of do it out of their own desire to do it. I told it, it just says something very like sinister about them. I told Jasmine to be active on her Instagram for the next couple of days just to see if it keeps happening. Oh, it's gonna keep happening. I promise you that. Yeah, and it's like I don't understand. And why. and I wouldn't be surprised at all if the person in question messages Jasmine about some shit. Oh, look, I would not be surprised. Look, at all. look, if it does, if it if it does, curtains. It's wraps. It's it's so, it's it's beneath final cut. I'm not dealing with that shit. Am I tagging us in this, or am I just? I mean, Shard, you know, or they. That's on you. You can use the pronouns. We give a shit. Let me see how I look. Sexy as usual. I just want to make sure. Boop your little nose. But it's like my muscles look good too. Yeah. I've been working at them and trying to get better. Yeah, just flex on the microphone real quick. Yeah. But uh. You know, it's one of those, it, it's just something that, it gets under my skin, probably more than it should. But no, no, it, why, why are you going to give them the benefit of the doubt of you trying to be the good guy in this situation? Yeah, because again, a, like, it's not like, it's not like you did anything in the beginning to, to start this at all. It was, you know, it was, it, it, it the, was that particular group of individuals that were the ones starting all the shit, that were, literally, they're the ones trying to provoke you the entire time back when... Yeah, that group chat still existed. Fucking hell. I know. Dude, those fucking days. And, like, and and the thing is, when, as soon, like, obviously no, like, offense to you or anything, but as soon as the girlfriends got added to that group chat... It all went downhill. It it was curtains. I know. That group chat ceased to exist because we had to start messaging on Snapchat and deleting all of our chats to delete our fucking tails, to, like, watch our tails. And then it would just be like, here, watch this. Delete, 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 delete. Did you guys watch the game last night? Yeah. And Did you guys want date serial killers? Essentially, yes. <laughs> well, my girlfriend wasn't in there. I was single at the time. And even when I was dating but somebody at the time. But you had to hide messages from... Because the per- it, the, oh. the individual in question did not like... Your individual in question <laughs> did not like the fact that he was spending so much time with me and Matt. Why? Why exactly. A lot of reasons. Um, she also did not like the idea of me... Starting to vape again, so I had to cover my ass on that. So, but, um, because like vaping is the worst fucking even, thing. Not that even, not even about individual in, in general. Why is your life someone else's business? Well, that that speaks for all of us. I mean, like, because you you've been the victim of it. He's been the victim of it. I think I'm the only person. Like, my page is still public, and I mean, granted, the other one, you know, dickhead, still watches those stories, but. Uh, dickhead's girlfriend does not. So. I'm I'm blocked on most things, so I'm probably not gonna get any viewership from Homeboy. But it's just uh, it, it like I said, it shouldn't bug me as much as it does, but it pisses me off to no end because I've done literally nothing to them. Well, I've literally done nothing. I haven't said anything to them. 
I haven't said anything about them. I haven't done anything to go out of my way to cause harm bodily or anything else to go along with it. Mm. I've been living my life the way I'm supposed to live my life. Carefree, fucking off everybody. You know, nobody needs to know what I do. I don't post my girlfriend on my story for this exact reason. I don't post her all the time. My private life is that. It's private. She understands that. Mm-hmm. And she's cool with it. I'll post her every now and then because I know you saw her birthday post. She'll post me. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's a mutual. I didn't see her birthday post because uh, I don't follow her. No, I'm not no, on my Instagram. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, yeah, I posted, I posted her for her birthday and for like Valentine's Day and for Girlfriend's Day and stuff in the same way how she'll do me for my birthday and so on and so forth in the future. Mm-hmm. But... My private life is is that. It's private. Yeah. I, I learned a long time ago that putting my relationship out there is not the best thing that could happen. People can know that I'm in a relationship. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to completely find out everything, every little detail that I have about my relationship like it used to be. Right. And again, like that's that, that, that's why I like, like me and Alyssa's relationship. Because like, her and I seldom post each other on anything, really. I hate social media. I know. Like, it's, I it's hate so social dumb. media so much. And the only, like... Like, I follow Alyssa. And I see some of her stories all the time with you and everything. And it's like, it's little harmless shit. And, like, the thing is, too, it's, it's not, not like it's, going... It's, it's not like, oh, well, oh, my God, look at him. He's doing this. He's doing that. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Jesus Christ, what a God. <laughs> you know, it's just, like, these little things. It's like, it's like the fucking thing with the baseball. You taught her how to hit a baseball. That was cute. Yep. That was quick and seamless. And it's not like... She didn't record the whole fucking thing. Like, oh, look, he's swinging. Yeah. He's throwing me the pitch. Oh, it was a strike. You know, <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. He threw the curveball. <laughs> I missed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, another thing too, like anytime that she posts, she posts more than I do because I really like, I'm not active on Instagram the way like I used to be. Oh man. Oh, I know, I miss the two, I miss the suit pics. Hashtag suit chin. Yeah. It's gonna make a comeback at some point. At some point, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, like. I'll need you in court eventually. <laughs> I'm sure you will, but I'm doing prosecution, so maybe I'll uh, try to drop the charges on you. <laughs> That's fine. I'm definitely gonna have the one with charges on me. Um, but yeah, no, and like anytime that she posts anything, it's always very subtle. It's not gushy. It's not something ridiculous. I'm also, we're all just not gushy people. Right. Like you and I are very just like business. Like we're just like. Where I, sometimes I think we're more business partners than we are boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, the amount of work we do, you know, might as well seem that way. And with, with that said. You know, it's like, I see how you two are, and it's not like you guys are like, well, he doesn't post me, or she doesn't post me. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. It's fuck. It's like, it's fucking Instagram. And like, granted, I'm getting pissed off over something that happened on Instagram, but this but is it's, different. It's, different. It's, it's a different kind of principle. Like, that'd be, it'd be a similar situation if somehow, like, the, the person in question went to Jasmine's, like, place of work or something like that. Yeah. And like, just, and like was clearly just there to observe. Like, that's essentially the same principle. And it's just and Can weird. I tell you, I'm absolutely petrified that they're, that those group of people are going to come into our place of work while I'm working and try to start shit? Granted, I also thought that that was going to happen that one night that uh, another individual in question came in, and I just went to the back because I was like, I'm not going to deal with it. I remember that. I swore to God, I thought he was going to be waiting for me like by my car. And I was just like, I'm not in the mood to deal with this at all today. It's just not, they're not worth my time, but now they made them worth my time because they went and did this. Exactly. They made them, and that's exactly what they wanted. They wanted me to get pissed off. But another thing, too, it's also worth noting that, like, and for us, Ellie, it's like, it'll blow over because, like, we don't live 
like we don't live with people rent free in our heads. You know but, what I mean? Like, I like they're, they're the ones that are stalking us. They're so, the ones that are. I don't. I, I really don't care that much. Exactly. I, I have people who can do my stalking for me if I'm that curious. I know your sister's pretty good at it, apparently. Yeah, and it's like she's blocked. I mean, I, I don't think she's blocked, but she never followed dickhead, and that, and he's private. He on Twitter anyway. But is he? Uh huh. I know that. I checked on my other account, and he's he's just his his tweets are protected. Hmm. Just because I was curious, I don't know if he took it off or not. But it was just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check to see because I think um, he still follows me on my my professional page. Perfect. It just it, it switched. Your one it was one page was supposed to be shit posty, and now it's just like you're going at fucking everybody. Well, it's just fun. Yeah. You know I mean, it's so fun to just make people's lives miserable. <laughs> and what makes me happy is that they're miserable knowing that I'm happy right now. And we were talking about that in the car. Yeah, we um, were. It's like they, uh, a lot of the people that we're talking about pretty much thrive off of my suffering. Because I'll be honest, I'm not, I've had my troubles, I've had my issues before with like my mental health and everything like that. I, and you know it as good as anybody. When I was out of work for that good, I've talked about it on the podcast. When I was out of work for that good portion of time, I wasn't I wasn't me. I was a completely different person. I feel like I've changed a lot since oh, I was out of work. That's another thing. Like I mean, I told you before, you know, like you could just see it because like your persona is just so much more yeah, jovial. Yeah, and it's like I asked you, I asked you, and you were hundred percent honest with me. And like when when I said where did you think I was gonna end up at that point in time, and you were hundred percent honest with me, and I was in the same boat at that time. I thought that's how I was gonna end up. It was either that or I was gonna end up dead. But then things started to turn around, and I'm in the best position that I've been in in a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And and you know what makes me happy about that? That that pisses them off. Well, like you were saying, like in the car, um, how people just... Sometimes people, at least in your circle, tend to thrive off of like your sadness. Mm-hmm. And how, like, you know, I was saying, like, you know, they seem like the kind of people that just need a punching bag because, like, they like to paint themselves out to be like a happy group of people when in actuality like they just want to take out their aggressions on somebody else especially this one that we've been talking about the whole time likes to paint himself out to be a fucking messiah like as if he has nothing wrong with him but then he still has to go through anything and everything just to not hang out with us and that's another thing because even when I was like I, I, I have responsibilities like everybody else does I have responsibilities at home. I have to take care of my grandparents. My grandfather is bedridden and my grandmother is starting to suffer from dementia. So it's like, forgive me for not being able to come to a fucking fireworks show that that, that probably ate ass. It did. Um, yeah, I, I really wish that place fucking burned down when the one went astray. Right. Um, speaking of which, though, uh, fireworks... Um, for Veterans Park are going to be on Friday the 2nd so you are more than welcome to come word um, as is Jasmine and your uh, lovely family yeah I'll see if she wants to come down yeah and that's I'm, a Friday I don't know if she'll be able to do because she's taking up a job for her school okay. so I'm not sure I'll have time but I'll, I'll come by yeah um, well because I, like my concern was that I wasn't going to be able to make it but or not make it but like I would be at work but yeah I, I might be at work actually well that, no because then I remembered I was like oh wait no I'm not scheduled uh, past five o'clock on Friday, so I'll still be fine because at six o'clock. That I still have to put in my days for my Atlantic City trip, but that that's neither here nor there. Mm. That, that that's not what we're talking about right now. Well, no, the thing is too, because um, 
he was saying that like he's he has no problem approving time off for uh, the summer because we're not busy in the summer, so just put it in whenever. And and here's my and now that we're talking about the fireworks show, mm-hmm. it brings me up to a thing of how many things we've done for said person. Yeah, because what happened the one year we all came to your house for the fireworks show? Oh, that was the start of it all. That yeah. was, that was the start of. Well, I don't even know how to describe the process, but like that was essentially the start of him being dickhead. Yeah, because it's like... What year was that? 2019? 2019, yeah. Because that was before I started... That was a couple of weeks before I started uh, dating her. And it was just... uh, Not Jasmine, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, um, you know, and that got me excited because I was in the process of talking to her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, look at all these triple, quadruple, quintuple dates we can go on. And we did. We went on a bunch. Yeah, we, we had a fun time that summer. I mean, like, yeah, that, like, beach trips were really fun. You and I talk about all the time how fun Summer 19 was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, Gr- Granted, also, I think it's also in contrast to Summer 2020, because Summer 2020 was just, like, stay at home. Yeah, but then I'm comparing it to Summer 18 as well. Yeah, that was just a bad, that was a bad year for all of us. Oh, yeah. Such a, you guys seemed like you had such a good summer, and it's so crazy, because I was, like, I was living in New York at that point. Well, yeah, because I mean, you and I were talking about how like you and I were both in our internships that same summer and how much you know like we were enjoying what we were doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've said multiple times that when I left this town originally. Ow. Um, nice. <laughs> she always does that. It kind of freaks me out. <laughs> when I left this town originally to go off to college, I'd never spoken to anyone from this town again. Um, and then moved to New York for a bit, and nice. then yeah, I loved it. Hmm. But it's it's interesting to see that all these things happened in this town during that time span. It's almost like it's almost like I'm a big believer in that when there's not a lot of bad shit happening and there's a lot of good shit going on, it's like wait something's gonna happen. It's the calm before the storm. Yeah, it's like I've I've always been that way because that's how it's been with me my whole life. It's just like something good's going for me right now. Something bad's gonna happen, and goddamn it, it happened in 2020 too. Well, cause like cause I'll be honest, I'll I'll just keep it a buck with you. I never thought I was gonna speak to you again after that whole thing went down. I know, but um. You but know, the some, thing some, is sometimes becoming an alcoholic you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like the thing is but I learned that even like not even blaming the alcoholism it was just like you and I are years and above mentally than most of the people that we're talking about right and another thing too I will say um I also never thought I'd be at I never thought I'd be as close with you as I am like as you know as we are yeah exactly you know what I mean like you and I always were, like, close to our baseball and everything because we found common ground that we were left-handed, you know, like, Red Sox, Yankee fan. It was something to talk about. Yeah. And it was like... But now it goes beyond sports. Yeah, it's like, I mean? it's like, and it would it have happened this way if none of this bullshit had happened? I don't know. Maybe. But the whole thing that really kind of proved that this was something that was supposed to happen was that how I meant it when I said I was there. Yeah. And the people who said they were there didn't mean it. Yeah. You know, that they were only there when it mattered to them. And mind you, they thought I was in rehab. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't talk to me for a month thinking I was in rehab. And I was like, no, I got sober by myself. Your rehab was me. Exactly. It was... It was and I'm not taking credit for what happened. Oh, I'm not... Like, I, 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 I was you getting over it, but... 
Like, I'm not, it's like, your rehab was talking to me about all that. How many times did we go out and get food? I know. Instead of going to the bar, you know? And granted, we did end up going to the bar again, but that was after you got yourself straight. Yeah, that's when I, that's when I knew I was like, well, it's not, it's not a tool of dependency anymore. Yeah, know? it's like, I got my fucking family involved in it, dude. Exactly, dude. That's why I love your family. Yeah, and it's like... Speaking of which, when are we going to fucking come over and uh, do Cards Against Humanity again? I'll talk to them tonight. Dude, because we were playing um, some kind of card game. We're not really strangers. Yeah, and like her and I were just playing that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, but it wasn't like it was more of like it was more psychological than it was. Well, I have this, uh, I have this game on my PlayStation now. That Jackbox shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like you can go on your phone and play it. It's like this Quiplash thing. They have this uh, trivium rotor party thingy. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Like, and I'll have to get you guys over for that, too. I'll talk to them tonight about that. But, but uh, it's like, um... Genuine question. Yes? Have you guys ever been friends with people who have actually been nice to you? <laughs> Sorry. No, the answer is no. No. Wait, no, I can't say I have. About the other night, I was like, have you ever dated someone that's actually genuinely been nice to you and had good intentions for you? Well, no, because I mean, you Well, I mean, currently, yes, but... Right, but I mean, like... <laughs> No, because Ryan remembers all of my exes and how all of them were manipulative and shit uh-huh. people. Yeah. And it took me months after, you know, separating with them that I was just like, wow, like, I was and, being and, like, and, fucked and, over. And it's, it's like, oh, I was in the same boat because I was in that hellacious two-year relationship. Oh, uh, yeah, that, with uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, that took a lot out of me. So, you've just never been surrounded with people that have your good intentions in mind. No, so. I thrive off that. Yeah, him and I both. Why do you think we're so mentally strong? It's like, look, because, like, he, he and I can say whatever the fuck we want to each other. Exactly. Like, like honestly. And, like, we're not going to get pissed at one another because of it. Because we know what it's good for. You know, but it's like, I've had people in, I, like, certain people I'm still friends with who genuinely have my good intentions with. But I don't, it's like, I, and I talk to them all the time. But it's just, like, all the people who have left my life, I'm just kind of thinking, like, damn, I've really let them in my life. And another thing, too, I've noticed at least recently is that, you know, like, a lot of them kind of just, like, fall off, like, and they drop, like, flies. Yeah. And, like, once one of them goes bad on you, they all go bad. Um, and the ones If they want to talk about fucking bad apples, they, like, that's the fucking thing right there. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, not all of them are bad. Are you sure? Like, it takes a lot to reevaluate your friends. And it's like, the, the people who I did reevaluate, they either came back or they didn't. It's as simple as one, two, three. Yeah. You know, or in like Monty Python, the simple as one, two, five. It's it's like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it that they were in my life for so long. And the one person who we've been talking about, I was very, very close with. I know. Well, you were closer with him um, during the initial shit. Yeah, I, he was. He was literally. My, he was literally my best friend. Yeah, and I was the one kind of like left hanging, but you yeah, know, and I, I felt bad about it. But it's like I, I brought you up all the time. I know, but like. Obviously, but, the person that he was dating at that time had an issue with me. And obviously, that's water under the fucking bridge now, but it's like... It, it's but like it's, you know me. Do I hold a grudge? No. Exactly. It's, I don't have time for grudges. I don't have time for any of this. But now they're making me have time to be angry with them. And now that I'm angry with them, it's like I have to re, I reevaluate again. Mm-hmm. And I look back at everything because he knows everything about me. And no, he knows everything about the person that you were before you started getting your shit back together. Yeah, and it's like, am I completely put back together? No, but I'm getting there. And it's like, I really found out who was there with me and who wasn't. 
because like as soon as I got that UPS job, I realized who was there and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. You took me to my first couple of shifts. Yeah, I remember, and yeah, I pick you up sometimes too. Yeah, like it's like how you took me to my first couple of van shifts. Yeah, and it's just like well, I was the one who put in the good word for you. Yeah, and 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 one of my other one of my other best friends, he took me to my interview at UPS. And I've had a bunch of, like, I've had people who are willing to pick me up. Even, like, even guys like fucking Antonio. Yeah. You know, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Antonio was good. But it's like, he, he was, he picked me up from fucking Acme. Mm. When I was working at Acme. And Gallagher keeps hitting me up to smoke. And I'm just like, dude, I don't smoke anymore again. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like he only, he, he only just wants to smoke, but I mean, it's fine. I mean. Shout out to Gallagher. He's a stand-up guy. He's a good dude. I love Gallagher. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't talked to him in a while either, but he's I mean, a good dude. We should dude. all get together and just do baseball at some point. Yeah, for real. Starting to get nice. I'll start that group chat again. It's just we're, we're going to have to be missing one, and quite frankly, that's fine. Oh, that's more than fine. We're, we're going to be missing a bunch because of... Uh, I'd rather have one than the other, and you know the other one I'm talking about. Uh, there's a bunch of others that you could be talking about, but I feel like I didn't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, this one's tiny. Yeah. But the other one also is... Um, how, how do I put this? A fucking dirty face? No, um... Handmaiden's Tale, but for Timothy. Ooh. <laughs> that's Timothy! Na- that's, a, that's... Yeah, that, that's all it is. Oh, I was thinking some. I was thinking somebody completely different. Yeah, we can talk about that after. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dropping names right now. But it, it's we'll like... Talk our, we'll talk our shit. But, you know, like, shit like this doesn't need to happen. Of course not. Because I don't understand why I'm so prominent in their life still. I don't understand why you're still prominent in their life still. When which, was is a, the, which is a solid question because like... When was the last time you talked to them? Either or? October? 20? Maybe that one time... No, actually no. Because the one hit me up to scream at me about me working with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was... Like, LMAO, what's it like working with Ryan? Yeah. As if it's not, as if it's a bad thing, as if it's, I'm a bad worker. And I think I said that, I was like, it's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, it's like, as if it's, as if I'm a bad worker when I'm one of the fucking top people with a work ethic there. I'm starting the month, you're starting the week. Exactly. It's so, fuck you. Exactly. We're on top. You know, and it's like, that's the second time in the last three weeks I've gotten it. So yeah. it's like... I'm working towards that star of the month. As you should be. But, you know, I, I I have to fight with somebody, and I told him I'm mean his ass in the parking lot. Shout out, Caden. But it's just, it gets, it goes back to, uh, it goes back to priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly their priorities are way different than mine. And their priorities are way different than yours. I'm focused on getting myself higher. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I literally have to call somebody tomorrow about a second job tomorrow. Just so I can make more money and get myself in position to do stuff that I want to do. Right. And it's like whether that be me going to school or whether that be me doing anything else, that's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Whether it be going out to fucking Indiana and seeing family. Whether it be fucking taking a day trip to fucking like Virginia. Or taking a trip to fucking Maine or going to Washington, which is something I've always wanted to do. The Washington State? Yes. It's a shit place. I don't care. Springs there constantly. Yeah, I like rain. Yeah. I, I like the scenic beauty. Hey, more power to you. Yeah, but it's I want to go to Kurt Cobain's house and watch the murder. I said murder. That's right. It was a murder. <laughs> but um, I, like you could pull a shotgun like what was it like nine times a lethal dose of heroin? Yeah, with your shoes on. Mm-hmm. There's no way my arms aren't that long. Yeah, no. And Kurt wasn't that tall. Not gonna happen. He, he, 
Cor- Courtney did some shit. Yeah, it's not fucking. It's not like it was Nova Selleck who did it. He was six six. <laughs> but, you know. Anyway. All right. Um. So now that we got that off our chest. I believe that's how we should open up every show. Just get shit off our chest. Yeah. You know what? Because like I feel good now. Yeah. I-, I feel really relaxed. Feel prepared to take on the rest of the show. Pretty much. All right. So this one. I think I showed you. Uh, the article. Bam's on you. Okay. <laughs> I think I showed you the article about like that like news source I want to say or advocacy group whatever it is in the United Kingdom that came out with an article that literally said quote uh, pornography is not always harmful to children and the the article went on to describe um, that preventing children from seeing from watching porn is apparently a violation of their human rights. That was what the argument was. And that they were saying that children, prepubescent children, should be watching porn for sex education and things like that. So, obviously, you know, my moral, or uh, my social conservatism, and uh, to me, I just, I can't rationalize, like, the fact that people are celebrating this as, like, some kind of, like, moral achievement of history you know what I mean yeah it's like I like we again we talked about this in the car I didn't know what porn was until I was like 11 or 12 years old but things you find about yourself these people are advocating that parents show that show their children this stuff and they're also pushing for school curriculum that kind of I don't know that borders pedophilia to me it does absolutely does because let's just say that these kids like, because there are evidences that kids can sprout early. You know, there's of early puberty and stuff. Yeah. And let's just say little Tommy's nine years old and he's in fucking English class with Miss What's-Her-Face. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to watch this now. And it's just porn. It's like fucking Mia Khalifa or something. And then, like, little Tommy sprouts a little bit. Mm. And then they're like, oh, look, Tommy's got this. That's okay, children. That's natural. They're, oh, shit. You and I saw it. There was a cartoon, something that was made for literally just to be uh, shown in schools as part of like sex, ed- sex education, and it was essentially cartoon characters talking about how like they quote like touch their penis because it feels good, and that it's like oh it's okay to do that as long as you do it in private this that whatever, and then like the cartoon characters are going back and forth about like I mean, masturbation. Kids, I'm just kids like kids don't know what private is. Private to them is the bathroom. Yeah. Public bathroom. Mm-hmm. Not even that. It's like private wow. to them is the po- is the corner. Right. So, a greater question, like to be presented, is why is this even being taught? Like, again, like our generation, we learned about sex pretty much through our own devices, because I mean, like, sex education in Hamilton and at a Catholic school is based on abstinence. Yeah, it's a, and that that's the thing. I got like I did my sex ed was like wait till marriage. It's not. It's a sin. And then I got more sex education when I was nine years old in Indiana mm-hmm. than I did in my entire whatever the however long I spent in fucking seven years than the seven years I spent after I got back home, you know. Because aside from like kindergarten, first and second grade, where I was also in Catholic school, where I didn't learn about any of this stuff, you know, third grade was public, fourth grade, fifth half of fifth grade was public, and I got a little bit of knowledge about it then. And then it didn't get touched until I got into high school when I was fifteen years old. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. But it didn't even get brought up again until I was 15 years old and I had to watch somebody give birth. 
See, I never had to watch that. I did. It's horrifying. Yeah, I had to watch a... Um... You ever seen a horse blink? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I had to watch a C-section. Ah. Oh, mine was natural. Oh, natural. And, and, and yes, before you fucking stupid-ass kids start asking questions, yes, it was very hairy. Ew. No, but I mean, like, because I remember my sex education, like, around the age, not even sex ed, but, like, just, like, general health, um, around the age that these cartoons are being made for kids, and it was literally, it wasn't even about sex, it was more so just, like, yeah, like, you're gonna start growing hair in really weird places, you're also gonna have to start using deodorant, you know, like, you're gonna start growing, you're gonna start, like, um... Your voice is going to start yeah, changing. It's your like, voice is going to get deeper. You're, you're, you're going to feel things you've never felt before. That's sex education. Right. It's like, and you're going to go through the awkward phase of just growing up. Yeah. Like but, everybody has to go through it in their own way. Yeah. And now they're essentially just teaching children to masturbate, which I, to imagine just trying to like pitch that idea. Like we're going to teach kids how to masturbate. Yeah. And then you got kids jerking off in the nurse's room. Yeah. Essentially. So God, but it's private, right? isn't it? Yeah, because a nurse's room is a private place so you can go and, like, not, and fucking feel sick. To I heard a rumor about a kid who jerked off in the fucking nurse's office at my school. Oh, nice. One time a girl gave a blowjob under the stairs at my school and got caught by the principal. Oh, I had a kid give... Uh, I had somebody who gave a blowjob in the music room and got caught by the music teacher. It happened a lot at my school. There used to be a lot of people who would go to the wrestling room at my school and have sex. Uh-huh. And I used to practice in the wrestling room for fucking Trenton Catholic baseball. Oh, uh, ooh, ew. Yeah, I, is, yeah, is that, I is that how the MRSA spread? Most likely, but it like I I hope they cleaned it. They didn't, but I'm sure they didn't. And the, and you know what the worst part about it was, I had to do on the floor workouts. Oh, I had. So oh. did they. Ha, has anybody done? <laughs> have Have either of you done the Superman? Yeah. So I feel like I have. But I just don't remember. What you have a medicine ball in front of you, and you have to put it up above your head and kick your legs up at the same time. Oh yeah. I had to do that a lot. Mm. And I had to do a lot of push-ups. I had to do a lot of sit-ups. I had to do a lot of ab workouts because you know, baseball equals core, and it's just it does it does if you're a pitcher. I wasn't a pitcher. Yeah, but, hitter. Yeah, that's just because yeah. a lot of, a lot of the power comes from the hips. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but the shit I was doing was not hip generated. Okay. I was just doing fucking. Med- I was doing medicine ball sit-ups with a fucking six foot four prospect. <laughs> That wasn't fun. I can't imagine. He, he, he threw hard. I bet. Uh, even, even threw medicine balls hard. I got a chest pass from him with a medicine ball. I, my shoulders clapped. Ooh. Yeah, that just sounds painful. Like, uh, uh, you've never heard air get audibly blown out of a person until you get a medicine ball thrown at you at like 25, 30 miles an hour by a six foot four, 205 pound right fielder with a cannon for an arm and an absolute piss missile for a bat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I told you, I went, <laughs> Yeah, so going back to the article, uh, it has since been taken down. Um, you screenshot it? I didn't screenshot it, but like, if you try to look it up, uh, first thing that comes up is um, the Unis. So this was from um, CFAM.org, which is the Center for Family and Human Rights. I think that's based, actually, wow, it's actually United States. Uh, yeah, it's from the U.S. It's based in New York and Washington. Ooh. Um, it was a UNICEF. Make a trip? No, it was a UNICEF report. Um, oh yeah, it's still here, I think. 
So it, it was a study based on European kids um, from all different countries in Europe, so anywhere from the United Kingdom to Spain to Italy. Um, and and it's, it was being pushed by feminists, it was being pushed by, um, obviously, like the LGBT people. Um, and it just found, oddly, just... It tried to rationalize teaching kids to observe porn. You know, I think we are all adults here. We all understand, like, you know, that porn is the antithesis of real sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, this, it's situational for a lot of things. Like, it's a lot of, like, scenarios where it's, like, step-siblings and step-parents and, you know, like, forced and stuff like that. It kind of this breeds... the beach. It's a bathtub. <laughs> see, like, that... See, like, shit like that is hilarious. Cause I feel like that actually that I feel like that could actually happen, like some fucking wife just wants to get frisky Scroll and she play. and she wants to do something nice with her husband and then it's just like he's he's so fucking out of it doesn't know what's going on I'm not at the beach this is a bathtub it's three feet deep lady what are you talking about you know and then like it brings up the narrative that it's also okay to fuck your step siblings yeah and. Because kids are impressionable. I don't think people understand that. Children are incredibly impressionable. What, what, what are you going to do? Go out of your way to fucking show them shit that isn't step porn when the, like one of the most popular things, unfortunately, right now is step porn? Well, yeah. And then I think when you, when you show little kids, they're going to think that it's the norm instead of something that's fetishized by people. Right. And then another thing that gets brought, because there's like, oh, let's hang out after school. And then like, bam, sex. Does that happen more often? Yeah, but it doesn't happen literally every single time. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, someone made a TikTok video, like uh, kind of criticizing it. With, you know, one of the few moral achievements of TikTok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it says here that the UNICEF says any efforts to block children from accessing pornography online might quote infringe on their human rights, and it claims to. Um, it claims that asking for age verification to access pornography online may deny children access to what it calls, quote, vital sexual education. Vital sexual education is the shit that's taught in your schools. Yeah, essentially. And, like, the thing is, I think vital sexual education, like, modern times, is, you know, protection. Yeah. You know, does, does, do porn stars use condoms? No. Not often, unless they know the other person involved has an STD. Yeah. And, like, they're not doesn't teach kids what consent is doesn't teach kids like you know how to actually make it well i mean like you and i are dudes we understand how hard it is to initiate the first contact when it's like you know yeah especially when it like when it's really awkward everything about you is stiff you know it's like you're like okay oh, oh, okay oh, yeah and like okay. there's like it would be educational they're like well here's how you overcome the awkwardness and actually you know not make it seem like you're trying to like kill them yeah it could it's like the the worst place you could be is a first date yeah because it's like that is the most awkward fucking scenario of your entire life because you don't know whether to grab a hand you don't know whether to put a hand on the shoulder or around the shoulder you don't know whether to just pat her on the back and be like okay Mm -hmm. you know it's like there's a lot of variables to that and then when you're showing kids who are just learning what first dates are it's like oh yeah let's go to the movies or let's go get like ice cream or something they're gonna start fucking in the movie theater (laughs) yeah it's like oh they did it in porn didn't and they got no repercussions that's public indecency yeah but like to me again this goes back to the whole thing where it's like they want to claim that everything is a human right you know it's just like well how is viewing porn a human right any like 
any more than anything else in the world. Like, if viewing porn is a human right, then, you know, all the states that ban pornography, all of them are just... Yeah, but, like, it seems like they're making it a requirement. Like, I mean... It's like they're making, they're making watching porn a requirement. I can go the rest of my life without watching porn, honestly. It's not that hard. But it's making it... It depends on how lonely you are. Well, yeah, well, in, in the situation I'm in now, I'm good. Right. But it's like, going off of that, like, it's like, when you grow up with your own expectations on porn, you end up with your favorite porn stars, you end up with this, you end up with that. When you're shown to it, it's just like, oh, well, okay, I need to find somebody who looks like that. Yeah, and like in an educational setting of all places. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like these are specialized classes. These and are public schools. What's fucked up is we're going to hear an article about this a couple years later saying teacher fired for showing pornography to her class mm-hmm. or to his class because they were told it was normal. This generation that, oh, it's like I saw this one. You'll get a kick out of this one. But I saw this one TikTok of like this fucking, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just wanted to tell you about oh, that's it. That's fine. But, um,. It was like this bitch in like a in like a courtroom situation, and she was a lawyer, and she was like, "Your Honor, uh, 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 just an objection. My client goes by the they them pronouns." And then it and somebody stitched it, and right, and they're like, "Oh, okay, no problem." Well, they bombed an orphanage. I saw that. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, like yeah, it's they them, but that's not gonna get them out of the fucking crime. Yeah. If my lawyer said that. Like, let's just say, hypothetically, I identify as one of them, right? And let's just say my lawyer... Like, let's just say I do something heinous. And my lawyer's like, he, they identify as they, them. Get the fuck out. I'll defend myself. I'll bundy this shit. Get the fuck out of here. If I was a judge sitting on that trial, I would have just been like, uh, quite honestly, you can tell them I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, it's not a place where you can fucking get your... It's not a place where you can, like, have your feelings and just as a place of law. Yeah. So, uh, one last thing on this topic. I think this is also kind of striking. Um, so, the article goes on to describe the United States' relationship with UNICEF. Um, so, it says that uh, the U.S. is UNICEF's largest government donor. They funded it in 2020 with almost $994 million. Excuse me? So, our tax dollars went to that research. Is it the same way how like $10 billion went to Iran for gender studies? Yep. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, so like this is this is literally like your we wonder tax why dollars. we're in debt. Yeah, like this is your tax dollars being, like your tax dollars are essentially being used to show obscenity to children. Like, how do you feel about that? Especially in, in public schools, like not even children from the UK. Like at some point, I'm sure if this continues, your kids are going to be seeing the shit. It's like everything's being taught. When everything like it doesn't need to be like this is something that doesn't need to be taught. It's something that needs to be learned, but you learn that on your own fucking time. You learn like, that with your own merit. I think when it comes like aside from like puberty, like what that's something that school should be teaching kids. Yeah. Aside from that, like when it comes to, like sex education, for the most part, I think a lot of that just just goes just just be left in the house. It should be like left to the parents to decide. You know, like when is the right time to have this conversation with the child. Yeah. Let the parents do it on their own terms. Don't try to coerce the kids into watching porn against their will. Like, I'll, I'll sit here and tell you right now, my parents never sat me down and had a talk with me about, like, any of that. And other thing, too, like, do you remember, I'm sure in Indiana, when you were in elementary school, if, you, if your teacher wanted to show you a PG-13 movie, you would have to take a more permission slip for the parents to sign. Yeah. I had to do that so many times for educational movies. Yeah. Are they going to have to do the same thing with porn? How, how are you going to justify that? 
Like, 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 seriously, like, there needs to be like some sort of permission for that. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way a parent's gonna read that permission slip unless they edit it and make it seem like they're watching something else. Mm-hmm. That it's gonna be. No one's gonna sign off on that. And like, well, like, what's the movie gonna be titled? Like, oh, like, Busty Milf does it. It's like, okay. And again, <coughs> excuse me. You're fine. And you wonder why, you know. Public school enrollment has dropped, and homeschooling has increased by almost like two hundred twenty-four percent. Like people are seeing what they're trying to show kids, you know, in the public school system, and they don't like it. They don't want their kids being shown this stuff, and I don't blame them. It's real. Like I don't want my fucking future kid being shown that shit. No, of course not. Like I'm sorry, but like if, if my kid ever came home with a permission slip to watch porn, uh, I'm pulling the kid out of school immediately. Yeah, it's like my religion class. We watch Thirteen Reasons Why. Like, and that but it's also like, educational to an extent. Yeah, it's educational to an extent. So it's not like and I didn't have to sign a fucking permission slip for that one. But it's like, imagine just like like I I would sign a permission slip for my little for like my kid to watch Thirteen Reasons Why just so they know how this happens. Right. But it's not like I'm letting them sign a permission slip for like a fucking eighteen uh, year old coed needs this job. Yeah. Begs for a grade from professor. Yeah. And then you know what, too? Guarantee. You know how fucking funny? It wouldn't be funny. It'd be tragic. But I can also see it coming where they show, like, a situation between, like, a teacher and a student. And then the student who's, like, eight years old thinks, like, oh, like, you know, that's how I can get a good grade in this class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that that's just. I can't believe that tax dollars went to that. You wonder why public school enrollment has dropped and people are now just starting to homeschool their kids. I mean, you already gave them a year and a half to, to figure out how to do it. I mean,. It's not, it's not rocket science. Exactly, like, and I guarantee you, at homeschool, they are not going to be teaching their kids on the curriculum of Pornhub. Oh God! <laughs> Welcome to your lesson. Yeah, so like, take some, take some notes, draw some pictures. Symbol. Everything snare. Here, everything in here is going to be burned into your memory forever. Because like, when you see it for the first time, you don't forget it. Oh no! Absolutely not. I still remember the first video I ever watched. I don't know the first video I ever watched, but yeah, I, mean. I remember mine, and it was just like I, it was engraved in my head, and then it was the one video I kept watching for so long until I discovered, oh wait, there's more. <laughs> but again, you you found that out on your own devices. Again, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen that kids don't come across it, and they could easily get the wrong impression from it. And I understand that to an extent, like maybe showing them porn in an educational setting can help teach them but not that, that it's not young. realistic but still like I, I just can't justify it I think that's up to the parents yeah alright um, so moving on uh, when did this happen do you remember it was like a couple weeks ago right it had to be like two weeks ago now yeah so we, you and I both thought this was like it was, a, it was a little much yeah um so I'll let you break down what happened. So basically, uh, I think it was a game between the New York. No, he wasn't. He's, he's on the yeah. He's on the Mets. Yeah. I played a game between the New York Mets and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, Marcus Stroman, who is a very solid arm, one of the better like three four guys in the league, probably. He's not an ace by no means, but he's a definitely solid two three four guy in the rotation. Yeah, and he's helping out with the lack of Degrom. Yeah. Washington well, lack of center guard. Yeah, lack of center guard. Excuse you. Degrom just came back. Okay. Have you seen DeGrom's numbers? Yeah, I know, but he just came back. And, like, but it was a commentator who made a comment about the do-rag that Marcus Stroman was wearing. Just having nothing meant by it, but he said something along the lines of, you know, Tom Seaver wore that same do-rag back in the 70s. And it got a little chuckle. But then people were, like, pissed off because Marcus Stroman just happens to be black wearing a do-rag. 
And not to mention, Strowman also took to Twitter saying something along the lines of uh, something about how it was like a, like an like had racist undertones and how like you know like will persist through it or something like that. And I was just like, I watched that video repeatedly, trying to figure out like was there more to what he said or was that the gist of it? It's like that is exactly what he said. It was like a two second clip, and there was no racist undertones. I couldn't find any. Like I just think shit like that like, this is what I mean when I say people wait for shit like they wait for shit to happen and then they explode it just becomes one of those things where you're like when you you're listening to a broadcast right and you hear something and then you just go oh fuck here we go yep because you know it's gonna blow the fuck up and be something that it had no business being right and there's also this, the fact where it's, it's not even eggshells anymore. It's like you're just walking on landmines. Yeah, there's no... It's like... And everybody... And you don't makes, even take a step before you hit one. It just goes off. Everybody makes these mountains out of fucking molehills when there's really nothing to go off of it other than he said do-rag. Mm-hmm. It's more racist to think that only black people wear do-rags. The, 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 there's a plethora of white people out there, whether it's a fucking a satirical thing or not, who wear do-rags unironically. Mm-hmm. You know, Eminem wore a fucking do-rag. For the longest time, yeah. Fucking Early anybody, 2000s? Yeah, anybody who watches Trailer Park Boys, the one, I forgot his name, but the one white rapper, he wears a do-rag all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's multiple things of white people trying to get waves because they know do-rags help with waves. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not, it, it's more racist to think that it's only a black people thing. And people don't understand that. Because it's like they make it whole. They make this whole thing out like, oh, only black people can do this. Only black people can do that. Only Spanish people can do this. Only Spanish people can do that. Only Asian people can do this. Only white people can do that. It that's segregation. We got over that a long time ago. Well, it's not even segregation as much as it is just like hyper focusing on immutable characteristics. Yeah, it's like it's like why, why like why are we gatekeeping headwear? And, it, it, it's like it's like the people who fucking gatekeep banties. You know, it's like, it's like I, I do it ironically because it pisses Aaron off, but it's like... You don't even listen to Nirvana. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's if I see somebody wearing like a fucking Guns N' Roses shirt, I'm like, oh, I hope they're a fan. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, it's cool designs. Yeah. Band tees are the coolest fucking things on planet Earth. Case in point, she's wearing a Pink Floyd shirt right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and here's the thing. You can name five Pink Floyd songs without even thinking. Yeah. So I think I've said this story before, but there was one time that I was at a basement show. And I was wearing this Metallica shirt. <laughs> I was wearing a Metallica shirt. And this guy came up to me and he was like, Metallica. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what's your favorite album? And I was like, I really don't feel like talking to this kid right now. Yeah. So I started going on this tangent. Um, and I was like, you know, honestly, I don't even really listen to Metallica. I just love the design of the shirt, man. You know, it's like really cool. It's just like such an underground indie kind of vibe. And he was like, Okay, and I was like, yeah, Master of Puppets is my favorite album. But anyway, it's a really <laughs> cool shirt. I just wear it for the vibes, man. And he was like, and he just walked away, and I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, it's like this whole, and like gatekeeping is another fucking whole other discussion. But it's like, we're starting to gatekeep fucking do rags. I wore a do rag, I, I wore a do rag. I was nine years old wearing a fucking do rag because I saw Randy Moss wear it in a Madden game. Mm. I liked it. I thought Randy Moss was cool. I really liked Randy Moss. Yeah. But I just think, like, think about how sports has become, like, so politicized anymore, dude. Like... Everybody's got to have an opinion. Not even that. It's just, like, 
like LeBron James is like being heralded as this like social social justice icon. You're next while being escorted by cops. Yeah. The next day. And a cop that always saved another person's life, telling him he's next. And he had to delete that tweet because it was a threat. Yeah, and then he was escorted by police to the game the very next day. Of course he was. Isn't that ironic? And then and then what you also have um, the whole situation with China and how LeBron James like refused to talk about it because apparently like the NBA has some kind of contract with China with the Chinese League. Yeah. And then they also have John Cena apologizing to China because in, he said Hong Kong was a country. No, said Taiwan was a country. Uh, Taiwan? Yeah. Which it is. It is a country. It's not necessarily the most structured country, but it's a country. And yeah, he had to Apologize just so they would show that stupid Fast and the Furious movie because in China, like Fast and the Furious movies do so much better in China than they do in See, the United as, States. Like as a as a wrestling fan, seeing this shit happen to John Cena was like really depressing. Because it's like John Cena is the most unproblematic man I have ever seen in my entire life. He done you like John Cena has the most make a wishes ever done by a person ever. He has well over seven hundred wishes done. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the most upstanding men in the United States of America. He's one of the greatest guys to step foot and he was a fucking professional wrestler turned actor like The Rock. And the thing is, now John Cena's under fire because he's doing something because he's under contract for Fast and Furious and for WWE to have relations with China. Which is so stupid because I'm like, you're just gonna bend to the Chinese Communist Party like that? It's like... You're going to... The man who celebrated... Osama bin Laden's death. That was my favorite John Cena moment ever. I don't even watch wrestling. Yeah. But I still remember like the you know how crazy the crowd went when he was just like you know like, May second, twenty eleven. Yeah, we just confirmed that we killed Osama bin Laden. Blah blah blah, and he went from that to like essentially licking the boot of uh, Xi Jinping, and I'm just like I can't believe that this and is. It's like it's, it's like and, and and the WWE has relationships with Saudi Arabia too. And that's blood money. Mm-hmm. And, like, John Cena's done stuff for them. And there are people in the WWE who are refusing to go to Saudi Arabia because of the relations that they have with the people in Saudi Arabia. And then the, the head honcho, Vince McMahon, is just like, damn, billionaire. So it's like he's just doing it for his coinage because he knows the Saudi Arabians are going to pay in full to see these wrestlers perform. Like, I've watched some of the super shows that happened over there. They're mm-hmm. all fucking terrible. There is nothing good about those shows. You can look at any up fucking thing. Crown Jewel, ass. Super Showdown, ass. All of it was terrible. The only good thing that came out of it was the Saudi wrestler who gets his shine every time he goes over to Saudi Arabia. And that's nothing against the Saudi wrestler. He's good. He's very good at what he does. But it's like, that if the only good match you can put on there, besides the nostalgia feel, when you have 70-year-old Undertaker going up against 70-year-old Goldberg, or you have 70-year-old Goldberg taking the title off of a fucking up-and-coming superstar who's supposed to be making waves, but you put him on the fucking back burner for an old man. It's like, it, it's like, it's like, that's just me bitching about being a fan right now. But it, but in all in all, it's just a terrible, a terrible place to do business with considering all of the terrible things that go on there, and they still do it. And John Cena's at the forefront because he's fucking John Cena. Right. And I mean, time, like, Time is a good uh, contextual uh, gauge in a sense. Because, I mean, you still have, like, re-education camps happening in China for people who are Muslim. Uh, You have their uh, human rights abuses in Hong Kong and Taiwan. You have their manipulation of the World Health Organization. And don't even get me started on how they treat women in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so, I mean, like, imagine if, like, we flash back to, like, 1942, and then... 
uh, John Cena had a movie in Germany and then said that Jewish people are humans. And then all of a sudden... He had to apologize because he said... Because uh, I didn't mean to say that. Jewish people are rats. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. So That's going to get taken out of context. Thankfully, not too many people listen to the show. It's any, but you know what? <laughs> it's fun. It'll get dug up because I'm a conservative. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, if you take that time into perspective, I'm just like, the same thing likely would have happened if the situation had just taken place 80 years earlier. You know? I mean, quite frankly, I don't equate a lot of things to the Holocaust. I'm not equating the re-education camps in China to, to the Holocaust. But the principle is still the same. It's... You have a country that is just committing human rights abuses left and right, and you have people in the United States, the land of the free, that are essentially just bowing to their will. Yeah. Because, like, just what? To make profit from the movie? And, like, and this is, like, the only time I'll agree for backlash on John Cena. I wouldn't even call it backlash. It's just, like, he's just an idiot for, for doing that. It's, like, you understand how bad that makes us look? Yeah. And it's, like, uh, this whole fucking incident that happened, whether we're talking about the Strowman incident, whether we're talking about the John Cena incident, whether we're talking about any other instances that could have happened over that course of time, well, that's or LeBron like, James, or LeBron James. Did you see? Did you see that uh, video that the cop made on TikTok, uh, making fun of like what LeBron James's ideal cop situation? Yeah, would hey, be? yeah, hold on, I gotta call LeBron. Yeah, it's like what I can't stab him. Or I, it's like, what, I can't, uh, can't stop the altercation? One of them has a knife, LeBron. Okay, LeBron. Yeah, I know. Okay, Michael Jordan was better. What? I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> he was. But yeah. um, but that cop got but, fired. Yeah. He was on he was on uh, unpaid leave, and then he got fired. Yeah, For that stupid shit. If I may, real quick. Yeah. Jordan never gave up on his team the way LeBron did in game five and six. Anybody sucking LeBron's dick and talk to me about it. Anyway. Um... Jordan was a team player. He wasn't yelling at his teammates. Also, Kareem's the GOAT. Secondly. Um, but going back on that, like that just shows that... That's, like If LeBron has the freedom of speech to tell a cop he's next, then the same cop has the freedom of speech to not only say Jordan was better, but to make a satirical video that I was clearly sarcasm. It was clearly sarcasm, but it was, it was a genuine criticism of the, the false premises that the Black Lives Matter movement has about policing. It's just like, you know, you expect social workers to step in in these instances, and all of a sudden, one cop who saved another black girl's life by and, taking and, another... And think about, notice how little things have been said about that whole situation when they found out that she was going to kill another black woman. But another thing, too, you remember, uh, actually we talked about it on the first episode of the season, how people were trying to justify uh, Micaiah Bryant's actions... How people were trying to say that the cops should have shot in the air. That like, oh, well, well you know, it's a typical school but you never fought with knives. It's like, no, no, we haven't. I've never fought with a knife a day in my life. It's like we're, we're civilized people. We don't we don't handle the only people with knives. The only people who say, oh, you never fought with knives, only fight with themselves with knives, and they fight their fucking wrists. Exactly. It's like it's not. And and I like to like for the sake of saying it, like when I say that we are a civilized people and we don't fight with knives, we don't settle our disputes with fights with knives. Like, yes, I'm calling Micaiah Bryant uncivilized in that moment. Because you know what? She was being uncivilized. I'm sorry, but, like, no rational human being is going to go chase another person with a knife and, you know, motion to stab her in the presence of a cop, for fuck's sake. Heinz, look, in, the, in situations like that, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but there was no other way they could have gone about it. No. 
course not. Like if you look back at all these other altercations that have happened, hindsight's twenty twenty. There could have been things that have been handled a little bit better. But in that circumstance, that situation alone, there's nothing more or nothing less they could have done to prevent that. Somebody was dying that day. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? I would have been much rather been the knife-wielding psychopath as opposed to the innocent person being chased and assaulted with a deadly weapon by the knife-wielding psychopath. Exactly. I'm sorry, but like that, that, and the girl that the, uh, the cops saved thanked her uh, right afterwards. Um, why? Because he saved her life. But no one wants to talk about her. Yeah, because no black wasn't... lives, black lives of people that cops don't kill don't matter apparently. You know, it, um, because black on black crime like that was about to happen only matters when there's a white cop involved trying to break up the situation. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. And another thing too, it's like people refuse to acknowledge the statistic of black on black crime, where it's like they make up thirteen percent of the population. Black men make up eight percent of the population, yet they make up half of the prison population and over thirty something percent of the homicides. Yeah, it's like, come on. Let's, let's be realistic here. You know, you can't take uh, anecdotal evidence and say, well, oh, well, it's a matter of, you know, there, there are certain disputes that happen, this, that, whatever. Well, white people kill white people too. It's like, yes, but like not at a rate to the extent that the black community And there's a, there's a video that circulates every now and then, excuse me, hiccups, of uh, Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. They asked him uh, something about like, like something between like, how like why black people like why this happens so often I don't remember the exact conversation but he said because it has nothing to do with race and it has everything to do with culture exactly and, and then he brings up all these amazing points and it shuts everybody up because they were laughing at him they were like oh fuck you he's like explain this to me explain the single parent explain the, like, the single motherhood in black people explain the crime rate in black people explain this in black people and like nobody could give him the justification other than and then people are like well the system set us up oh, oh yeah I'm sure it did and granted yeah I can blame a lot of like you know the welfare state based off the fact that you know politicians back in the day did try to implement welfare states by essentially subsidizing homelessness and subsidizing being poor by mm-hmm. giving people free handouts and I, I want to do away with that system but the Democrats want to keep adding to it and California is on fire because of that yeah and you know the amount of riots that have happened over the past year I mean like I don't the thing is too it's becoming like people want communism so bad I know but if the, if the races were flipped and white people were the ones killing each other at such an alarming rate and, you know, the, the, it was a constant thing and, you know, white people were being killed by black cops, well, I shouldn't even bring up that point because that's such a false narrative. Like, black people are not being killed by white cops because you're more likely to be killed by a cop if you're white than you are if you're black, statistically speaking. So... Let's just say for the sake of argument that those, you know, the races were flipped and white people were the ones killing each other at alarming rates. I would still bring up the argument that you know, there's a cultural issue there that has to you know, be solved from within the community. You, know, you can't expect the government to step in and handle everything like babysitters. Yeah. You know, that's not how it works. So it has nothing to do with race as much as it is just like it's a cultural thing. You know, like maybe, don't, you know, maybe don't have children out of wedlock and have multiple of them. And, you know essentially let them live a life where they're just going to essentially grow up to be in gangs or perpetuate violence. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. Not to, not to stray away, but you really tagged yourself as Tony Soprano? Yep. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> Good fellas. 
I'm joking. Oh my god. I, I was about oh. to, I was about to bottle Jesus you, dude. God. I was I was ready. Yeah. Damn, that bottle's so full. Don't waste beer. No, I will. I Mine's don't, not. <laughs> don't think I won't chug this shit just to bottle your ass. Oh, I know you would. I love how at the Thunder game uh, you started chugging it when you got on the camera and they turned away from it. Those bitches. Immediately. I should have done it at the later times. You should have. No children there. Alright, uh, let's move on. Uh, I know that you were heated about this for a minute. Oh dear. Yeah, so... There was a boxing match this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, to what, call it a boxing match... What, what, would you really call it a boxing match? That's such a liberal definition of it. You're giving them too much credit there. There was an exhibition. Yeah. And it was between possibly the greatest boxer of all time, Floyd Money Mayweather, and <laughs> YouTube star Jake Paul. Or, no, Logan Paul, excuse me. The one who filled himself with dead bodies in Japan's suicide forest. Guys, I think there's a dead body over there. With a I'm fucking, not fucking kidding. With a fucking uh, what was it? The the Toy Story hat. Fucking the 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 little aliens. The yeah. claw. Oh, do you remember when White Girls started posting that every time they saw White Claws? Yeah, the claw. White Claws are so gross. Speaking of claw, sorry, not to really quickly. Um, I got an email from the baseball games again that we could get discounted seats in those same rows and free food all night so when is this any game we just have to choose which one so all we have to do is pay 50 bucks for the white claw seats yeah we get free food it's 45 wait 50 dollars per seat yeah that's basically a that's basically a major league game it's less than a major league game mmm this is so tempting, man. We'll think about that later. Okay. Yeah, let's think about that later. Anywho. Uh, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Yes. Um, I will give Logan Paul a tremendous amount of credit. Why? Because not anybody can stand there and go eight rounds with one of the goats. Granted, he's much bigger than Floyd. He was also dodging a lot of the hits. <laughs> yeah, and... He wasn't even hitting back. He, he what, landed... 13%. 13%? Yeah, Logan was trading. Logan was throwing. He was putting his all into every single punch. And Floyd was just chilling. And I feel bad for the people who actually spent 50 fucking bucks on it to watch Chad Johnson get dropped on his ass. There was one legit boxing match throughout that whole card. I didn't even watch it. I'm waiting for next week's boxing match. Shakur Stevenson versus... I forgot the other guy's name. He's irrelevant, but he's going to kick his ass. And uh, it got me thinking... Not more or less, because in, in all honesty, there, there, there were no judges, there were no anything. Floyd won. If we're going to be 100% honest, Floyd Mayweather won that fight. Just based off of the amount of strikes that he landed and how defensive he truly is, Floyd won. And Floyd is now 51-0. and 0. And then you got his bitch-ass brother only fighting, like, little known... He, he fought two YouTubers, a fucking five foot nine retired basketball player and a career wrestler, and now he's fighting another career wrestler in a couple of months. You know, of all people to... to well, of... Uh, um, between the two Paul brothers, I never really thought Logan would have been the, the more uh, popular one. I never would have thought Logan would have been the same one. I genuinely don't know the difference between them. Uh, Jake uh, one's an idiot, one's a retard. Essentially, Jake is <laughs> like it's subjective. Who's who? Jake's the little brother that you always have to watch out for. Logan's the older brother who has some sense, but will continue to do stupid shit. That's the only way I can put it. And with 
Jake coming up with his next fight. He's fighting Tyron Woodley. Mm. Which, if you ask me, is a pretty good matchup. I watch a lot of UFC. Uh, Tyron Woodley is, uh, I'll say it again, he's a career wrestler. He was an NCAA wrestler, Division One, And he was the middleweight champion for a long time. He, the only, he only just recently lost to, uh, well not recently, this was a lot while ago now, but he lost to the current middleweight champ, I think it's middleweight, I'm probably wrong, it's middleweight or welterweight, it's welterweight actually, the welterweight champion, Kamara Usman, mm. who is a fucking animal, but the thing is, Tyron's actually got stone for hands, Tyron has some knockouts on his, on his resume, Ben Askren was basically just a guy who would fight to a decision. He would wrestle you until you couldn't fucking get up, and he would fight you to a decision and win. Tyron Woodley, on the other hand, actually knows how to throw. He knows how to trade. He knows how to fight. Mm. And I'm not taking anything away from Jake. You know, he it take it takes balls to step in there with an actual professional fighter who's been fighting for 10, 15 years, and you've only been doing it for three. I would honestly, I would like to see because Neil McGregor actually has like some experience with boxing now that he fought Mayweather. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be really cool to see McGregor go up against uh, either Jake or Logan. And the thing, and back on Logan and Mayweather, it's like I said, I I will give Logan as many props as I can get because there aren't that many people who are willing to step into the ring with Floyd Mayweather and willing and who are able to go eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather because even though Floyd wasn't going like hoo, 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 wasn't going like ballistic with him he was tagging him a couple times and isn't Mayweather like in his 40s now? Mayweather is almost yeah he's in his 40s yeah it's sounding like he's an older dude going up against a 20 something year old yeah 26 years old I think he is yeah and imagine Floyd in his prime doing that uh, like, Flo- what a Drops him in the first round. Floyd would have fucking killed him. And there's actually there's actually truth to that statement because the back to the WWE, a couple years, a bunch of years ago, over a decade ago now, back in 2008, uh, the fucking the the Big Show, Paul White, got into an actual altercation with Floyd Mayweather in the ring, and Floyd broke his nose. Like Floyd broke his nose, and they had a match at WrestleMania, and Floyd won, obviously. But it's just uh, it, Floyd Mayweather made the biggest payday of his life. That, that was actually a statistic. Floyd Mayweather made more money in 10 minutes of that fight than Michael Jordan did in 15 years as a basketball player. Hmm. And Floyd did this for a payday. Floyd wasn't going in there to kill the kid. Floyd had no intentions on hurting the kid. You know, Floyd didn't want to be like that jackass because if he lost, oh my God, you lost to a YouTuber. But if he knocked him out, that's a YouTuber, dude. What are you doing? Another thing too, I'm not gonna lie. Like the older Floyd's gotten, and I understand that he could easily kick my ass. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like you know, like those two really hyped up fights between him and Pacquiao and him and uh, McGregor, uh, they were a little disappointing. I bought the McGregor fight, and I, mean, I, I, everybody was like, McGregor's gonna win. McGregor's gonna win. I'm like, he's going into Floyd's element. This is Floyd's house. I mean, if he went into the fucking octagon, yeah, different story. Oh yeah, Connor drops him in a fucking heartbeat. He'll lay kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But when you take a guy like Floyd Mayweather and you put him in a boxing ring, that's like, and you put Logan Paul across from him, that's putting a fucking Chihuahua in the same fucking den as a hungry lion. <laughs> There's nothing more, nothing less you can do. And now his fucking stupid ass brother is taking on. Is gonna taking jabs at fucking Canelo Alvarez, and Canelo Alvarez will humble the fuck out of Jake Paul. I, I honestly like. I just want to see Jake Paul get dropped. I want to see Jake Paul fight an actual fucking boxer. I want to see Jake Paul get into the ring with somebody who has genuine boxing experience. 
I want Jake Paul to get into the ring with Ryan Garcia. I hate Ryan Garcia, but Ryan Garcia will drop his ass. Mm. I want him to start talking shit to Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou will decapitate him. He was talking shit to fucking Daniel Cormier. You don't talk shit to Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier has no problem dropping you on your fucking head and laughing at you. He'll put you in the ground and smile. He fought John Jones and went five rounds with him. You can't go five rounds with John Jones and not be fucking incredible. He was a champion in two different weight classes and two different fucking companies. He was the heavyweight champ at Strike Force, light heavyweight champ and heavyweight champ at the same goddamn time in the UFC. And the only reason he lost is because he lost to Stipe, who is arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. I, I the, the 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 Paul brothers are fucking ruining fighting. Like, 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 seriously. The Paul brothers are ruining the fucking thing of fighting. I would argue that they're making a meme out of it. It's like, because, it, because they're making all these fucking other YouTubers think that they can fight. You know, the only fucking YouTuber who... There's no YouTuber out there who can fight the way that these professional boxers do. Honestly, now I'm pissed I'd be if I was a professional boxer and I saw two YouTubers, like, making a mockery out of my life's work. That's what I'm saying, and they're making more money than me in the process. Yeah, and, like... Jake... Did you, you, you saw South Paul, right? Yeah. Yeah, and how that movie is, like... You know, the boxing teacher is just like, no, it's like it's an art form. It's like a practice. Look, you know, it's not uh, something it's to be like, disciplined with. It's not something for show. It's the one thing I've always said about martial arts. You know, that's why I'm a big UFC fan. I respect martial arts for what it is. It's an art. It's something you learn. It's something you practice. It's something you take seriously. It's something you put pride and heart in. Do you see the amount of passion that these people put into their craft? Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who will do nothing but fight. There is a fucking light heavyweight right now in the UFC... Who literally practices samurai techniques. He just fucking knocked somebody out with a spinning elbow. Jesus. A uppercut spinning elbow. Dropped his ass. And he's gonna go up against Jan Blahovich soon for the light heavyweight championship. Hmm. And it's fucking well deserved. And I mentioned his name earlier, Shakur Stevenson. He is one of the purest boxers I have ever seen. He's the closest thing to Floyd we've had since Floyd. In my humble opinion. I worked with his uncle. And yeah, when I went to the meatpacking place. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, his uncle told me about him. I didn't know who he was at first. You know, I looked him up and I thought he got into a little bit of trouble. He got into an altercation in Miami. That happens though. Uh, he was an Olympic level boxer, and the only reason he won bronze was because he was in the home country. He would have walked away with a gold medal. Mm-hmm. And Shakur Stevenson is the slickest, the smoothest, and one of the hardest hitting. 135ers, 130s, 126s, whatever he fights at. He fights in those three weight classes consistently. One of the hardest punchers and one of the smoothest technical defensive boxers you will ever see. You want to see a masterclass in boxing? Look up his fight against Hoek Gonzalez. That was a masterclass. He bodied him. He destroyed him. And to see guys like that not getting the same recognition as a fucking YouTuber, a Disney star with 10 million subscribers, just because he says, What's up, Jay Paulers? What's up, my Mavericks? It pisses me off as a fan. I, it, like, as a fan of fighting. I've been a fan of fighting for a long time. My first UFC event was UFC 100. Brock Lesnar versus Frank Muir 2 for the fucking heavyweight title. Never forget that fight. Michael Bisping versus Dan, versus Dan Henderson was on that card too, and Dan Henderson hit him with an H-bomb. Never forget it. And that got me hooked. My favorite fighter of all time literally just retired. Anderson Silva. Ah. And he uh, retired. He might be done with the UFC. I don't know. He's fine anywhere else, though. 
Uh, I just watched somebody break their fucking leg in the octagon not too long ago. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Chris, um, yeah, Chris Weidman. Nasty. That, 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 was, was, that was like the first 15 seconds, right? It was brutal irony because going back to Anderson Silva, a bunch of years back in the second fight between Weidman and Silva, same kick, same leg, same spot, broke his leg over a leg kick. Anderson Silva did. And now a bunch of years later, Chris Weidman, who was the opponent in that fight, breaks his leg over Uriah Hall, who just fought Anderson Silva. Mm. So it's it's I guess it's a it's the most brutal sense of what goes around comes around even though it was completely incidental, but knowing Uriah Hall he was completely gutted. Uriah Hall has a really hard time keeping his emotions in check because he's a very emotional guy. That's why he's never really been able to get that killer instinct to go be a champion even though he's got more than enough potential to do it. Mm-hmm. He just he, he's too nice of a guy, and I know it's terrible for him, but. It goes to show like how much effort and class is put into these fights. Something like something like that could happen. Something as rare as you breaking your leg over another man's leg can happen. And then you're just it's just over. Yeah. You know, your fight's over and possibly your career's over. It wasn't and, it wasn't the opponent like super like shocked about like that that happened. Like yeah. he was kinda like just... Yeah, he was literally doing what he was trained to do and that was check leg kicks. Yeah. There's nothing more you can do besides check a leg kick and his leg snapped. Yeah. It's something completely freak. It's a freak accident. Something one in a million chance. Yeah. And it happened to him twice. Ooh. Except this time he was on the receiving end of the broken leg instead of watching it happen. Right. And everyone's like, like obviously, I'm just going to keep going on and widening for a second. I was supporting him. Apparently, he's doing good. He's not going to be able to train for like six to nine months, which probably sucks for him. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I hope he gets back in there. I don't want that to be his last fight. I'm sure he's still going to be doing upper body. Yeah, I really don't want that to be his last fight because Chris Wyman was a champion. Mm. He deserves better than that. Mm. But and with that said, guys like that are being overshadowed by the fucking Paul brothers because of a YouTube fucking boxing event with KSI who, in his own right, is a shitty boxer. But he beat Logan twice. Mm. Well, the draw the first time, but he beat Logan. And he beat... Another fucking British YouTuber. What's his name? I don't know his name. Joe Weller? I don't fucking know. I don't know any of these YouTubers, dude. <laughs> but that's just, I think his name was Joe Weller. He fucking beat his ass. Uh, he fought Logan Paul. Draw. Fought Logan Paul again. Won. And now he's saying he's going to fight Jake. And Jake's going to beat his ass because Jake's actually doing this for real. And the thing is with Jake is that if he actually beats Tyron Woodley soundly, I'll give him credit as a fighter. But then, at that point, I want him to start fighting boxers. I'm sick of him fighting these UFC wrestlers. I'm sick of him fighting career wrestlers. I'm sick of him going after these YouTubers being like, Oh, well, I can beat your ass because I beat his ass. You want to go after a fucking prominent social media in boxing? Go after fucking Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia will fucking drop your ass. And I, like I said earlier, I can't fucking stand Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia needs to fight Tank Davis. <laughs> and Tank Davis will decapitate him. Tank Davis will decapitate either one of the Paul brothers. Probably against both. Yes, yeah, so like if you put two on one right now, tank against both the Paul brothers, they'll get both of them will get knocked out. One will get knocked out residually, and the other will just be on the fucking ground seizing because he got a fucking uppercut from Javonta Tank Davis. You're not getting up from that. Let him fight fucking Adrian Broner. He hasn't fought in years. Jake wants to fight an actual fucking boxer. Put him up against Adrian Broner. Put him up against a guy who can actually like fucking squabble. Hi there, Arthur. What's up, Arthur? Arthur, you got anything to say about the Paul brothers? No. no. Did one of them get fake married? To Tana yeah. Mojo? Yeah, Jake Paul did. What's that? She's another one of the YouTubers turned TikTok stars, whatever. But, yeah. It's like, but back to what I was saying. It's a complete embarrassment to the sport of boxing, to the sport of mixed martial arts, 
to everything. Let me take this off here. It's not. It's not fair. It's not fair to these guys who put their legit hearts and their legit souls into this sport that they've crafted since they were a little kid, just for the Paul brothers to be like, "I can do it too." I think the Paul brothers just needs to stop trying to be in the social light every fucking day. I mean, he's technically fine, but. Bye, Arthur. I don't need my leg hair to be coarse. Fair enough. He's huffing at us. <laughs> like, how dare you? Dude, I look. I, look my clothes are in there. You left me <laughs> naked on the streets. I, I don't need my leg hair to be fucking coarse after this. He's gonna lick my skin off. Uh, he's a lovable guy. Yeah. He's a lovable guy. Yeah, but I like my skin a little bit more than I like Arthur's, uh, Arthur's kisses. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, moving on. Um. This is something that I feel like, yeah, I've had conversations with both of you guys about my views on this stuff. Um, as everyone knows, it's June, which means that it's the longest month of the year for people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you and I both work in a place where it's kind of just shoved down your throat. Yeah. Um, Pride Month is, to me at least, like the way it... The way Pride Month is portrayed in today's cultural climate is just a corporate scam. Mm-hmm. Like corporations will change their uh, social media logos to have like the rainbow incorporated into it, and they try to make money off of selling the merchandise with like rainbows and shit on it. But recently, I don't know if, you, if you've picked up on it, but like Cartoon Network or not Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. I actually just saw the tweet that you that like that fucking tweet that you retweeted. Yeah. Um. So, like, Nickelodeon, they started off with Blue's Clues. No. And Blue's Clues was, like, at a pride parade. No. And there was... You're joking, right? No, I'm not joking Dude, I fucking grew up on Blue's Clues. I went for Blue as my first fucking Halloween costume. You better be lying to me. I'm not lying to you at all. They had um, they had a beaver that had a double mastectomy. I'm guessing it was a trans man beaver. Um, they had, like, non-binary animals. They had... Uh, pansexual animals. It was It was a shit show. Um, and now they've moved on just in general to the Nickelodeon, like, main channel, I guess. And it's, it's just indoctrination at this point, man. Like, they're, they're literally just dragging the kids into it against their own will. There's a, there's a right way to do it. Not even. Because my take on it is the fact that, you know, you, you grow up and you learn about the differences in people when it comes to, like, sexual orientation and things like that, but... You know, like, I'm not sure if you saw the Legos that were supposed to be like pride themes. Yeah, I saw those. So, Your Twitter again, thank you. Yes. So, my take on it is the fact that, like, there's a difference between teaching kids to accept it, and there's a difference between teaching kids that it's not only normal, but it is commonplace. To an extent to which you might think that there's something wrong with you if you don't identify as part of that community. I mean, like... We all went to school. We all understand what it's, you know, like, you, you kind of mimic the popular kids if, you, if you're not popular. I wasn't popular. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, like, not mimic what they do, but, like, you take a note on, like, their behavior. You take note on, like, what they're doing that's making them popular. And it's, like, it, 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 the way that I act now and the way how I am with people now, I'd probably be one of those kids. You know, it's, like, because back in middle school and high school, I was awkward. 
Yeah. And I kept to myself. I had my own little circle, and I stayed in my own little circle. I was popular in my circle, and that's what mattered. The only thing yeah, I, the only I was cool with everybody, but it's like I would change a couple things. But I mean, the only thing I wish is that I wish I had the tattoos I have now. Yeah. Back in high school, I would have been the coolest kid there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the I mean, coolest like, Spartan of them all. Yeah. But again, like you take. The, the copycat behavior that kids just normally have because kids, like you said, are very impressionable. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think is going to happen when, like, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old in elementary school, like, decides that they're non-binary and they're, like, so they become, like, extremely popular because of it? Don't you think that's going to start some kind of trend, some kind of social contagion aspect with it? Brian is taking a phone call right now. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. It's my dad. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I'll talk about this. <laughs> so... Obviously, you know that I want to, you know, re- do my research on like social contagion theory and how a lot of it kind of goes into like peer pressure, not even peer pressure, but just like peer influence. Mm-hmm. How people are going to like hop on fads um, that are essentially made up, I want to say, for a social cause, not even a social cause, but for a reinvention of social ideology. And I just think that, you know, when you drag children into it, and you not only drag them into it through education, but you also make it part of their entertainment, you know, because I mean, like, you go home from school, first thing you do is throw on Nickelodeon. Like, what is this generation of kids going to do when the first thing they see on Nickelodeon is a drag queen? You know? Right. I will say, no, I mean, yeah. I will say I am biased because the drag queen in question is Nina West, and I am a big Nina West fan. I think she's he, she, and he. Um, it's a very good person. However, I get what you're saying where it seems to almost be if you don't identify with the community or you're not an outright ally you're almost reprimanded for that now. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I said about it, I was like, you know, I would not be surprised in the slightest when a five-year-old comes home, turns on Nickelodeon, and tells his parents that are trying to be woke that he doesn't want to watch that, that he's not interested in it. And they're going to call him homophobic, or they're going to say that that's a homophobic statement. Mm-hmm. They're going to pressure him into, into conforming to it. Not necessarily conforming to it, but at least coercing him into being a quote-unquote ally. Right. And, you know, I just honestly think that there is an issue at hand when they take every aspect of, of life and turn it into this cultural phenomenon where kids can't even innocently watch cartoons or go shopping without it being in their face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... I just honestly think that there is something to be said about the fact that, again, you know, like, I, I was telling Ryan earlier that, like, when I go into work, I walk in through the JCPenney, and they have an entire toddler section that is just all pride, and it has stuff for newborns that is just pride stuff, and, like, my thinking behind it goes, I'm just like, well, if a parent is going to buy an infant, a newborn, that clothing... What do you think they're going to teach their kids? Well, remember that video that we watched where um, parents bought those 
padded underwear stuffers for their kids. Yeah, oh, to give them the uh, the image of a bulge, mm-hmm. which is uh, fucking weird. Right, but there was ones for toddlers and newborns, which I think is genuinely terrifying. Because if you're buying things to make it look like your kid has a bulge and they don't know it, what that is yet. And the, no, not even, not even that. They're, they're in diapers when they give them this. Right. I, I, that's scary. What the fuck did I just walk in on? Oh, I have to show you this, apparently. Um, so... Am I gonna get sick? Yeah. You probably will. Um, so, we're talking about, like, how, like, a lot of it kind of goes into, like, the indoctrination of children. Yes. And... This is just so bad. Um, this company, this individual running a private owned business, yes. a small business, whatever it is, they make, they knit or weave something to give trans people, like they can put it like near their genitalia and give them the impression of a bulge. So if you're a trans woman or a trans man, Put it there and it gives you the, the impression of a bulge. Obviously. Um, so, the company in question also, apparently, makes it for toddlers and newborns. And if I can fucking find the tweet, I don't even know if it's still up or not. Um, it, it's genuinely grotesque. Because well, it wasn't a tweet; it was a video. Right, but no, she also tweeted about it. Mm. Um, God, if I can fucking find it. <sighs> Give me a second. Keep talking, and I'll find it. Yeah. So, one of the things that I found questionable about this was. It kind of seems to push an agenda where, obviously, it's more the parents wanting this than the kids. Yeah. But what kind of made me cringe a little bit was the person running the private company. For every backlash tweet they got or something like that, they donated to companies for people currently transitioning, which... Wouldn't you just want to donate to those companies anyway? You so you're, you're inviting the hate. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like, hate is very welcome, but I don't like that at all. It's like, it, hate is being encouraged. And that's what, if I remember correctly, is what they're trying to uh, get rid of. Because I'll guarantee that there's people who are making fake accounts going on being like, oh, fuck you, that's a bad idea. And they'll be like, oh, great, cool, donation. Why not just for every purchase? Like, you would think. You would think. Like, why not just for every purchase? Like, you're, you're literally making these people out to be bad guys when they're just not a fan of your, of your, of your stupid fucking product. There's, the, the, there's no other way to put it. It's a stupid fucking product. I haven't even seen this shit yet. It's a stupid fucking product. I'm, I'm going to find it. Give me two seconds. Um, but again, that goes also into another topic. You know, we can just kind of merge these two topics together. Yeah, that goes into the topic of like you know people are being like forced to be accepting of this stuff. It's like you are either ex- uh, you are either a tolerant ally or you're an outright bigot, and there's no in between. It's like nobody's allowed to have separating opinions. Right. It, it's like 
Um, I could differentiate with a lot of things that I find wrong in the community, and then I'm just a, I'm just spiteful. I'm bigoted. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like I'm not I'm not a part of the community, so it doesn't matter, right? I have been a very, very, very open and very, very welcoming to literally everything that has gone on in this world and these recent months and recent years. What the fuck is that? So, okay, so this is for trans girls that are toddlers. You can see the size comparison. It's the size of a chapstick. It's essentially to coddle the genitalia to not give the impression of a bulge, right? Uh-huh. And then, let's see. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because children are more, like, because children are hung like that. <laughs> right? Like. And, and, and infants can tell them whether or not they want to. It's, it's, it's like infants are just slanging meat like that. Oh. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one for the bulge for trans men. Um, I don't like because like the whole argument that like the the uh, children's mind isn't fully developed is the best argument that you could have with that because you're just pretty much telling your kid what they have to be. See, no, here's another thing too. Again, someone like me who argues from a point of logic, there's a logical inconsistency with these viewpoints, right? Yeah. So they they essentially say okay so intersex people right mm -hmm. the existence of intersex people I think it's about like one in a hundred people um, was used as justification for a lot of the trans rights movements right yeah they're like oh well you know um, these people could technically like it, it was essentially used as the basis for the argument that sex is not biological sex is socially constructed right that's what the argument is that people can be socialized to be man or woman or based off of Feminine, masculine, whatever. So, those same people advocating for, quote-unquote advocating, for intersex rights were opposed to doctors taking surgical measures at a, you know, if the newborn was clearly born with intersex characteristics, and taking it upon themselves to determine, you know, what sex or gender the, uh, the child should be. So... The reason that they were saying this is because, well, the child isn't old enough to make up its, his own his or her own minds as to what they want to identify as if they're intersex. But those same people using that same mode of logic also will tell you that someone as young as three can make the determination of whether or not they should go on hormone therapy. The logical inconsistency there. I didn't know what hormones was until I was like 14. Exactly. So it's like, how are these kids going to make these fucking... Oh, there, there's the bowl. She had to draw over it because it's a very explicit... It's a very detailed... Um, yeah. That is sickening. That is. Why is one extremely larger than the other? It's very, very bad. Like, uh, uh, like uh, uh, again, I bring up, why are these kids slinging dick like this? Like, I, I guess that's my biggest argument because they're more hung than me. But... <laughs> But it's it's like that is that is completely that is that, that's absurd. It's just, it's just reprehensible. There's no. Yeah, there's more. They, they come in uh, different colors. As well. Oh 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 yeah! Look, it comes in an elephant too. Yeah, uh, using food as color. Um, so we have one that's cashew color, which is I'm guessing for white people. 
um, caramel, hazelnut, and chocolate. Not currently available. Uh, <laughs> the chocolate is not currently available in many. Damn. We love the uh, we we love the satire, but no, I mean, no, no, she she didn't draw that. That's on the website. Oh, isn't that a racial stereotype? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm appalled. I'm more in shock than I'm anything right now that this this happened. Yeah. We let it happen. Yeah. Well, I didn't let it happen. I was I was never given a say in it. What is your problem? Yeah, um, so there's that. Uh, oh my god. Can we stop? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Again, you know, this is the crux of Pride Month, where it's just like, throughout the, the entirety of the rest of the year, you don't see it as extreme as you do in June. It doesn't, look, look, my whole take on Pride Month is that it's a fucking money scheme. It's not, it has nothing to do with acceptance, it has nothing to do with anything to do with people rights or how people should be looked at or people should be judged or anything it's got it's a fucking money grubbing corporation that's going to keep being a money grubbing corporation until people put a stop to every single thing of bullshit that happens right now mm-hmm. and we let that happen and it's going to be a fucking cash grab because people are going to buy it for the memes they're not going to buy it for their fucking kids because if you buy that for your kid I'll beat your ass myself <laughs> I will beat you with one of their guitars and then buy you a new guitar I just, I, I just can't understand. I can't wrap my head around the the notion that this is somehow okay. Because I mean, and what you also saw on Twitter, there was the uh, that Twitter page that advocates for um, what was it zoosexuals? Oh yeah. The people who like to have sex with animals. The they you know there that's an advocacy. Oh, group. oh, you mean the fucking bestiality fucking weirdos? Yep. Look, if you fuck... Why would you fuck an animal? Stay away from my pets. Exactly. Uh, I, I said, I was like, if you go near and drown them, they'll fucking kill you. But if, like, if, if they go near Cheese, I'm gonna fucking kill them. <laughs> if they go near Greg, they're gonna be in the ground. Yes. And again, it's like I said earlier, I will put you in the ground and smile. Mm-hmm. And there was also... There was another thing, too. Uh, I think it was, like, either June 1st or June 2nd. Uh, this individual somehow was so emboldened to post on Twitter about how she's 29 years old in a relationship with a 15-year-old and that, what was it? I forget what the term was called for the sexuality. Yeah, it's um, minor attracted people. That's, that's so what, pedophiles. Yes, pedophiles, yes. Oh, here, here it is. So the tweet goes, um, as hashtag happy pride month has begun, there's a rainbow emoji, I like to share my thread as to why maps, minor attracted person, are valid and part of the LGBTQAM plus community. They have their own flag. What does the M stand for? Maps. I would assume. Oh. Yeah, they have their own flag. It's Easter colored. Got baby blue, baby pink, and somewhere. Sorry, in between. I think I think it's funny that they use the, the words baby, like baby colors. Yeah. Like baby fucking things. look, look that that is Nambla. That's not a fucking. Hmm? So yeah, and then she goes like, on. To, like you're basically saying that you support Nambla. Yep. She goes on to say, "I have had consenting relationships with minors before, where both parties were happy and engaging with sexual activity." Because they don't understand, because their brains aren't fully developed. That's being groomed. Yeah, she she's 27, he's 15. Well, first of all, like I I I'm, I'm more upset with the, I'm more upset with the kid. Like, do you see that? Yeah. Well, I mean, also mind you, like we were we were boys in high school. 
again, like one of the biggest. And any sexual attention was good sexual attention to us. It doesn't mean that. One, you one of the biggest fantasies. One of the biggest fantasies for a high school boy is an older woman. A hot teacher. Yeah, exactly. Let's she's not a teacher. <laughs> she's not even hot. <laughs> not, not even close. That that's scorching cold. Like, I'm I'm at a loss. I I I I I yeah. Yeah. And people can go. I'm gen like uh, like I've had a lot to say through these last couple of podcasts. I'm genuinely speechless right now. I can't. I'm I'm just gonna let you do you. Yeah. So again, people can easily say that I'm straw manning here. People can say that you know this is an extreme that people don't tolerate this in the real LGBTQ community. But the thing is, is that as a community, as someone who previously supported it. I've seen everything evolve. I've seen them go from uh, gay people, or like, yeah, gay people are just uh, straight people born in the wrong body, or something like that. And they, they'll use that to justify people who are transgender. But wouldn't it also, I read um, The End of Gender by Dr. Deborah Sub, great, great book. Um, and she goes, she essentially says that this is a really different kind of ver- version of conversion therapy where, you know, people who are gender atypical at a young age when, you know, they're just experimenting with, like, gender and, like, you know, say it's, like, a boy that acts very feminine or a girl that acts very masculine, like, you know, tomboys, things like that. Um, they say that, you know, back then you would either grow up to be gay or you'd grow out of the phase. Um... They did studies where, you know, when kids were not, who had gender dysphoria, which isn't transgenderism, which it's just a mental condition where you feel more like the opposite sex and, you know, the, the sex you were born with, or born as, and they say that 60 to 90% of them never transition if not, if they aren't affirmed by doctors and by medical and surgical therapies. So, when people jump on it to say that, you know, oh, well, my three-year-old is very gender atypical. My three-year-old boy is very feminine and says that he wants to be a girl and wishes that he could be a girl. Isn't that more or less a type of erasure of homosexuals? Because they're essentially saying, well, he's not gay, he's transgender. It's wouldn't, like, that, wouldn't that... And that's, what she's, that's the argument she makes in the book where she's just like, it's a different type of erasure for homosexuality because those kids... 60 to 90 percent of the time leaning more towards the 90 percent will grow up to become comfortable in their, with their own gender and their own sex and just understand the fact that they're gay and that's the thing if they're not they'll like do something about it they don't have people in their ears saying like oh no you are this don't think this you are this mm-hmm. don't let anybody tell you you're different well i'm telling you that you're different I'm telling you right now, you're different than everybody else, but don't you dare let anybody else tell you that you can't be you, and I'm telling you to be someone different. And let's also not forget that people, that parents are very affirming when it comes to the transgender issue. Like, a lot of them who like to present as woke, you know, that they'll parade around their child who is somehow transgender, and... There's no such thing as a transgender child. There's just children with gender dysphoria. You can't, you don't have the mental culpability to make that decision really until you're 25 when your frontal lobe is fully developed. And yet, there's just a, there's just an ultimate disconnect between why we think that that's acceptable and why we don't push harder back against it. I'm, 
I just I'm at a loss for words typically when it comes to people who try to make these arguments that oh my child is transgender and they'll affirm it constantly and fervently but yet if your child wants to make a life-altering decision like getting a tattoo you're probably gonna tell them no you're probably gonna tell them when you're older when you can actually make that decision for yourself like why isn't the same principle applied to a kid that says that he wants to be a girl or a girl that says she wants to be a boy like I wanted to be fucking Batman when I was a kid. Did my parents dress me up as Batman constantly? No. I wanted to be Spider-Man. They let me, they only have one day a year dress up as Batman, and that was Halloween. Yeah, and then, like, every now and then, would I be allowed to put on my Spider-Man costume? Yeah, when I was watching Spider-Man. Yep. Same thing. Like, Spider-Man was my child... Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Spider-Man is, like, ironically enough, because I have a terror... I have a fucking yeah, horrifying man. fear of spiders... But Spider-Man is my favorite. Mm. I, my, my, my dad got me a customized book with me as Spider-Man, with all my family's name in it for like my birthday. Or somebody got it for me. I don't know if it was my dad or anything. It was somebody in the family. Or somebody I knew. They got it for me. And it was like, it was like they had my sister's name. They had my dad. They had my dog, my childhood dog, as a character in the book. And it was incredible. I loved that thing. I don't know where it is. That was dope as hell. It was. It was lit. I remember it vividly. It's one of the only things I remember from being a four or five year old. And I had Spider Man come to my birthday party. It was my dad. But I had <laughs> Spider Man come to my birthday party. Smoking a cigarette in <clears throat> Could you imagine? <laughs> Just fucking go outside, fucking Peter Parker's blowing a bogue. Aren't you 17? <laughs> nah, but like for real. I grew up <clears throat> basically, I guess, unfortunately, I grew up normal, so I can't even fathom the idea of understanding this. Yeah, and that's what I said, because I was talking to her while you were gone. I was talking to her about the whole Nickelodeon thing, and how, like, you know, like, when kids... Like, the first thing you would do when you came home from school, watch cartoons, right? Yeah. Imagine, Nickelodeon. like, nowadays... Imagine nowadays, kids come home, they turn on Nickelodeon, and they see that. It's like... I said on Twitter, I was like, I'm so happy I did not grow up in this generation, because... I would not know how to react to any of it. Yeah. I would be the kid that would say, I don't want to watch this. I would literally turn on anything but it. I would probably turn on the cable news at that point. But then, as a child, even though your brain's not fully developed or anything like that, you would... I mean, what you know how in New York, if you misgender someone, it's considered a crime now. Oh, yeah. Well, John... John? Uh, our boss <laughs> was very um, surprised to hear that because I told him... I said, in New York, if you misgender somebody at a business, they'll find the business $250,000. If you are in casual conversation with somebody, like not in a professional setting or anything. That is going to be blatantly exploited. Oh, of course. Yeah, in in casual conversation, if you misgender somebody, it's a, I think, $15,000 fine. Impossible jail time. A misdemeanor? Uh, Depends on how severe... Because they can always classify it as a hate crime, and that'd be a felony. But, again, like, how far does it go? And people, again, people you know, always want to say, well, oh, like, you're I'm, using the slippery soap fallacy, you're saying that it's going to I'm, I'm a very big advocate of mental health. You know, I really think that instead of pushing this bullshit once a month, uh, once a year for 30, 31, how, how long is June? 30 days? Thirty days too long at this point. And June used to be fun. It used to be the summer, like the month of summer. Now it's just this shit. It's fucking. I'm a very big advocate for mental health. I think that mental health should be put on this type of pedestal, 
but it's not. Mental health is always on the back burner until somebody kills themselves. This is something that should be talked about. Mental health is something that should be blatantly exploited. Mental health should be something that's blasted on all of our newspapers. Mental health is something that should be going through the same situations that what we're dealing with right now. And granted, yeah, like mental and health. And if you want to teach your kids something, fucking teach them about what happens when you get anxious. Teach them about anxiety. Teach them about depression. And not your fucking self-diagnosed bullshit. Oh, I have anxiety and depression, so I play with fidget spinners. Fuck you. Like that I is, listen to logic and play with fidget spinners. He's like, I, I, I have Tourette, so I play with fidget spinners. Like, like nobody gives a shit. Like, like, seriously, like. I like people on Twitter who are like, this is. I'm sh- fighting demons right now, and all I do is tweet about their mental illness. And my favorite part is when. Oh God, I love social mental health issues. I love social media mental health people. One of my favorite things about that ever happened to me on Twitter was when I said that. Um, a lot of cases of bisexuality in Gen Z is mostly just social contagion because it's very easy to be bisexual because you don't have to commit to anything. Um, and people put trigger <coughs> warnings on my tweet, and I was like, hey, so be it. I'm sorry that I say facts, but social contagion is a very real thing, and I'm currently researching it, so be warned of my research. Um, but, oh, what the fuck were we talking about? Just going back to it. I mean, like, I just can't imagine trying to be a kid nowadays where you are literally a child walking on eggshells. Like, what are you going to do, like, in elementary school when, again, I think a study was done, like, the, one of the first things that people recognize about a stranger is their gender, man or woman, right? What's a kid going to do in elementary school when someone who, like, who is very feminine looking identifies as a man? Well, misgenders I mean, them. Well, usually, when a when a child gets kidnapped, you um, you identify the the gender. Yeah. Well, how are they going to know how to do that? Oh, well, they identify as they them. Okay. Well, how the fuck am I going to find them? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it needs more than that. Like, oh, well, they were wearing these shoes. Everybody has those shoes. Oh, Converse, Converse and Vans, great. Yeah. Sure. Well, if sure you wear Converse, you might be a pedophile. Again. And do you imagine? Were, you, were we talking about this on, on record, or was it in, in passing before we started recording about the um, that uh, attorney in trial talking about how their client? I, I, I said that. I said that. I said that on on record. Yeah, I mean, like, so are we just gonna start using that as a defense now? Oh, it can't be like Caitlyn Jenner, for example. Like, killed somebody in a hit and run accident, ran home, popped on the dress. Like, oh, no, Caitlyn here, or no, uh, Bruce here. You know? Yeah. Like, is that how we're going to get away with crimes now? We'll just change gender completely? It's like, I have this one video on my phone that I save for situations like this. And it's a fucking bear clapping. And all it says is this. Like, nobody gives a shit. Exactly. And I just think it's weird, too, because, I mean, people are being told that, like, not only... People are not even being told that non- being non-binary or being some type of like sexual minority is like accepted, but they're they're encouraged to do it. They're champions when they do, and then if they ever decide that they're not, the social stigma stigma around them is is immense. Like for example, I'm the worst person on planet Earth right now. 
Oh, I know. That's going to transition to our next topic. Yeah, I am the worst person on planet Earth right now. Even though I've made it abundantly clear that I stand with most of the things that people talk about in modern day society, I have never been a bigoted person. But because I do this podcast, because I actually share my opinions, even though I agree with some of the stuff that's out there right now, because you and I have had this conversation multiple times, you and I happily agree to disagree. On certain things. On yes. certain things, yeah. But like, well, we, we, that's to say that we agree on most things, but on certain things we also don't agree. But when we disagree, we agree to disagree. Yeah, it's like it's like, like you, you and I have had so many conversations about that. Whether we have, whether we see eye to eye, whether you have a problem with what I'm saying or I have a problem with what you're saying, or sometimes we just can't come to a conclusion where we can both sit here and be like, oh, okay, well, I see your point. Okay, I see your point. We see it, but we don't have to agree with it. But the reason why I say I am the worst man on planet Earth right now, I am a straight white man. So ginger with blue eyes. Exactly. So not only am I fucking rare, I am, I'm left-handed too, so like, eh. But, um... Mark of the Beast. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally Satan. The fire hair, the left-handedness, the atheism, the atheism, and I'm a straight white man. I am hated, and even though people won't talk to me, I I share a lot of similar beliefs and I share a lot of compliance. I don't speak out when I I don't speak out about a lot of shit because like I sit back and I see certain things and I'm like all right well you, I mean, you speak out about the absurdities yes and 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 it's clear that most that like most of the stuff that we've talked about is absurdities I'm not gonna go out on record and be like oh well, I fucking hate this and I hate that I hate certain aspects but because I hate certain aspects that means I hate everything which kind of goes into what we're talking about now. Because if you hate one thing, you hate everything. Mm-hmm. It, like, well, yeah, because it, it's either absolute compliance and absolute um, conformity, like, or you're public enemy number one. It's like, I'm already public enemy number one, so God forbid I have a differing opinion. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, I'm allergic to shellfish, right? Like, I, am, am I just supposed to, like, am I not allowed to go in the fucking ocean? <laughs> like, well, like, am I not allowed to be in that fucking similar aspect of the same place as a fucking shrimp and a lobster? Welcome back. Hey Arthur, what's up? Welcome back. Arthur's a straight white man. <laughs> well, literally, he's got white. Fr- my 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 fucking leg hair is gonna be so coarse Arthur, by the end of this. Arthur, buddy. You wanna join me for my calls, honey? Come on, be good. Go spend time with Alyssa. You're gonna work, honey. You haven't seen her all day. Go. I know he's. I'm here. That's why. Oh, Arthur. Arthur. That's fine. Anyway, but it's like I am consistently. Like, me specifically, I'm not consistently stigmatized, but because of what I am, I'm completely stigmatized. Which is not how it used to be. It used to be the complete other way around. And that's not a good thing that it used to be the other way around, but why is it all of a sudden flipping back on me? So my thing is, is that why does there have to be a stigma around anybody in particular? If, if, if these movements are so about, like, inclusivity and acceptance, then why is it so hard to accept the opinions of a straight white man? You know what I mean? You know, because it's like, we, like, in, all, in all seriousness, we make up the majority. Not while well, we're starting to lose that. I mean, like, it's, it's as funny as, like, that one, um, there's a person in college, um, they went to an all-girls school, and they, yeah. <laughs> they decided, like, in, well, like, Why can't Greg do this? <laughs> they decided, like, they were, like, sophomore or junior year that they were a transgender man, mm-hmm. and they let them stay 
in the, uh, the school, even though it was an all-girls school. And they... Sorry. You're fine. And the person wanted to, like, be on like, one of, like, the, uh, the diversity boards. Yeah. And it's just, like... First of all, that should have been, like, championed by the school if they want, like, all diversity. It's like, yeah, like, it's a transgender man. Like, I mean, come on. Like, that's diversity in and of itself. They refused to let him sit on the panel because even though he was a biological female who transitioned into a man, once he became a man, he event- he somehow developed male privilege. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, like fucking... DeSantis in Florida. Oh, I love DeSantis. He passed that law about like the sports and stuff. I've been arguing that for years. You and I have had so like even bo- M- most progressive like men have been actually no most progressive women have argued like yeah like even like even before you went like mega conservative. You and I have had this conversation before and we agreed on it. Like it was just it, it, it's something that I've been passionate about because I'm not gonna watch a fucking man who transitioned to a woman beat the shit out of somebody in a fucking octagon because well, that actually happened. Well, no, because then uh, didn't he, she, uh, fucking pronouns lose me? Didn't he get his ass beat by a woman? He, yeah, he did. He got dropped. Yeah, but the thing it's is, good. He, yeah, and but the thing You're is before, dick. but the thing is beforehand, he had fractured a woman's skull. It's like that, again, like Bill Burr says, like, my nuts is a dickless dude beating the shit out of a woman. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I hate that shit. The, like, it, it's not even being misogynistic to say that men are scientifically stronger than women. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's biological fact. Yeah, that, that, that is a legit fact. Joe Rogan talked about that a lot of times. Well, Dr. Like, Dr. So, again, I'm going to keep referencing her because uh, her book was the last one I was finished. Yeah. She actually, um, she's a sexologist. Yeah. So she knows a lot about it and, like, there's a difference between sexology and, like, sex studies and gender studies. Like, se- sexology is more of a science. There's a lot of scientific um, background that goes into it. Yeah. And, uh, let me see if I can find it. But it's like, it, th- th- there shouldn't be any of this, in all seriousness. Like n- nobody's opinion matters more than any- like anybody's. Like we all have opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and they all fucking stink. I think my opinions are pretty good. Yeah, well, you're you, and you see the fucking hate you get on Twitter. I love the hate I get on Twitter. I encourage it, it. Yeah, it's like people have assholes, and they think they shit really good, but it still stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my, like my opinion shouldn't matter to you the same way how your opinion doesn't matter to me, and that's gonna piss a lot of people off. But I just genuinely don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, you, your opinion on certain aspects means absolutely nothing to me. Even if we agree, I don't care. Because it could flip. It could flip just like that because you want to be a part of the social norm. No. It's like... Well, I mean, like, in my case, no, I don't care about the social norm. Yeah, well, not you. I'm just saying, like, oh, as, yeah, a, no, yeah, as, like, a general public, you know? Everybody could just change. It's like, bam. It could be over just like that. Because, like, for folks that, like, like... Let's just put you in the seat right now. Let's just say hypothetically we have a discussion and we agree on it. I don't care. And then you change your opinion next week about it. Okay, I don't care because we're still gonna have the conversation. We're gonna be respectful about it to one another, and that's how it should be. Civil discourse is supposed to happen. It's not meant to be split up between certain groups of people. We're supposed to have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Like this is how the world advances. Why is nobody realizing this? Like, why do you think there's two different fucking political parties in the Senate at all times? 
Because as there should be. Because there should be civil discourse like this. We should come up with solutions that like nobody's better than the other. It's not my way or the highway. It's my way and your way coming together to make it better for the people. And where are we going right now? It's only gonna be one side over the all, and that's complete bullshit. There's a reason we're in the situation we are now, and it's nobody's fault except our own. Because we can't fucking seem to fathom the idea of coming together and making solid solutions to make everybody fucking happy. Because somebody's going to have a, a an absolute shit show bitch fit about it because, oh, well, it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that. Tough shit is not meant to fucking do everything. There's going to be shit that's missing out of it. There's nothing you can do about that. Not everybody can have everything. If everybody had everything, we'd be the poorest country in the fucking planet. God damn it, we're getting there with the amount of debt that we're in. It's not fair. Yeah, so going back to the whole like gender and sports thing. Um, so there's a quote from the book. It's called The End of Gender, uh, pages 111 through, or I'm sorry, 211 through 212. And it goes, Identifying as female doesn't negate the advantages an individual has gained from undergoing male puberty, including those related to greater height, upper body strength, uh, wrist size, hand size, muscle mass, lung capacity, and bone density. Males are, on average, stronger, faster, and larger than females. Testosterone increases muscle mass, leading to greater body strength and endurance. Um, putting, te- putting estrogen in a person's body, even if they have removed their testes, doesn't override the benefits of having a structural foundation. Uh, those supporting the classification of transgender women as female athletes are essentially asking all of us to ignore these, this information in the name of uh, granting acceptance. So, essentially what that says is that, you know, there's a biological reason that men are built stronger than women. You know, testosterone contributes to muscle mass. Uh, estrogen contributes to bone density. So while, yes, putting estrogen in a transgender woman's body uh, might increase bone density, the testosterone from puberty is still there. It's it's still going to be prominent and it's still going to give her a biological advantage. It's like, and imagine if I said this in public. Like if you shouldn't you, be it, afraid to say it in public, though. That's, yeah, the thing. that's the thing. But why am I? Because, well, because you see what happens with every other person who speaks out about it in public. I'm all of a sudden bigoted. I don't have, like, as if they don't, as if they know my family background, as if I may, may or may not have people in my family who identify in this certain community. Maybe I know people who I went to school with and I was close with for a while who have identified in this certain community. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've experienced it. Like, like maybe myself, I've gone through it and I've realized, oh, well, okay, well, maybe I'm actually this. I don't need to think like this anymore. You know, but no, my opinion doesn't fucking matter. Then nobody, like I said, nobody's opinion matters, but it's like mine is completely under a microscope. I have to watch everything that I say because God forbid I say faggot. You know, God forbid I say retard. It's like I can't, I can't win. Yeah. I don't, and like, and that's the thing. Like, do I even want to win at this point? Because what's the cost? See, that's the thing though. It's like, I never felt as though I was walking on eggshells because when I made the ideological shift from like being a progressive to being like a hardcore conservative, I mean like I knew that it would come with the liberty of being able to just say whatever the hell I wanted to without fear of, I mean like, yeah, is it possible that like I could get into a physical altercation because someone doesn't like what I say? Yeah, it's possible, but that's not going to stop me. I'm more or less scared for you just because someone's going to dox you. Okay, let me do it. It's like, I just don't want somebody coming to your house and doing dumb shit. Yeah, they can try it if they want, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to cower to the mob just because they don't like what I say or like what I think. And it's like, you, you and I share a lot of opinions, but we also differ on a lot of opinions. Not I'm a de- lot, not a lot, just yeah. some. I'm dead smack in the middle still. 
Mm-hmm. It's like I lean certain for some things and I lean certain for other things. We've had this discussion multiple times, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I am as centered as they come because I don't give a fuck about either side. I learned a long time ago that both sides are pandering. I learned a long time ago that most conservatives, most Republicans, are conf- are pandering to the older public because that's how they think. And I've noticed a long time ago that the liberals and Democrats are pandering to the younger audience because this is exactly how they're told that they were supposed to think. Well, the thing is, you want to listen to the the younger conservatives because they are a different message than the older conservatives. And the thing is, the younger conservatives have shown a lot of passion with what they're doing. And they're showing that not all young conservatives are just complete racist bigots. There's a plethora of young conservatives who make a lot of really good points, who make up really good opinions, and they have these really good ideas. But nobody listens to them because it's not exactly what they're supposed to be. But then they listen to everything else that they're supposed to hear, uh, that, 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 that they want to hear. Nobody wants to hear what they're supposed to hear. And the reason they say the truth hurts. Mm-hmm. you know, And you've got to hear the truth every now and then to completely understand that not everything's supposed to be how you want it to be, and that's just life. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as they come to terms with the idea that not everything's supposed to be about them or for them, that it's gonna everything's gonna be okay. Right. Well, no, I can't even say that because there's always gonna be one fucking asshole. It, it, it's like it, my my take on union of like having people come together in union and actually being uh, a solitaire like a solitaire thing, right? Like people who come together and be one. Is the same argument I have for gun control. It's inevitable that one fucking asshole is going to go out of their way to fuck everything up for everybody. Whether we have no guns, someone's going to find a way to get it illegally and kill multiple people. And whether we actually come to an agreement that everybody's supposed to come in harmony, someone's going to have the fucking opinion, well, these guys said this a while ago, and this is what they're trying to force onto us. And there's going to start an uproar. Yeah. I mean, like my stance on gun control is I think gun control is stupid. Um, it's a, I've said it a lot I've said it multiple times that my stance on guns is like I want my I, I think it's okay I, I, I want the married gay couple to protect their marijuana plants with their guns that's basically my political stance which is fine and you and I can, can you and I can differ on that a lot especially for the first part but for the couple well we don't disagree like if states wanted to do it yeah then it's fine I just don't think it should have been done sweepingly by you know the Supreme Court. I just mm-hmm. think that that was a bad mistake. Yeah, uh, it just sets a bad precedent. Um, but to wrap up, like the whole discussion on like Pride Month and stuff, I, you know, there's a, there's a very stark contrast between like what the corporations put out, whether, whether the corporations change their logo to incorporate the Pride flag, um, then there you have the cartoon uh, networks that produce all the stuff trying to like. I guess like educate children on it even though I'm not sure if it's education as much as it is just indoctrination at this point Mm -hmm. because I mean if you the thing is if you really want to embrace diversity you embrace diversity of opinion and thought like like diversity cannot be face value diversity can't be skin color it can't be gender it can't be sexual orientation or whatever it is diversity has to be diversity of of opinions and thoughts because that's that's how you actually make change because that's where compromise comes in. That's where you like learn to like discuss things. That's where you learn to come to a consensus about a controversial topic. But if 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 your view of diversity is just face value, then you're not going to get anything accomplished other than virtue signaling. 
and pandering to a certain group of people. That's it. I mean, if everyone's just, like, nodding their head in agreement, if everyone's just, like, kind of, like, you know, group thinking and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, that sounds good to me, just keep going with, with their life, you know, that's just, it doesn't breed a whole lot of hope for, you know, any real progress to be made. My whole take on it is pretty much how we said, like, how it's being completely shoved down everybody's throats. It's like, you, please, be you. Be happy with you. I'm happy for you. Just keep me the fuck out of it. Like, seriously. Like, look, I'm cool with you being gay. I'm cool with you being this. I'm cool with that. The only thing I'm literally not cool with you being is that fucking child lover shit or that fucking animal lover shit. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can't stand about it. But, like, just leave me the hell alone. Like, leave me out of it. I don't... you, you, You don't need my support, and I really don't need yours. Quite frankly. It's the same stance I have on religion. You can be what you want. You can be Buddhist. You can be Jewish. You can be Christian. You can be Catholic. You can be fucking Scientologist. I don't care. Just leave me the fuck out of it. Leave me alone. I really don't care that much. I'm not going to become an activist. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to spread messages that aren't there. I'm not going to spread false narratives that are clearly there. I'm not. I'm just going to live my life. And if you got a problem with that tough shit, suck my dick. Yeah, I mean... You know, I remember um, at work, like, we're, you know, we got the pins in and we're supposed to get t-shirts in for Pride Month. And I remember I asked our boss, I said, you know, is it a requirement to wear this? And he said, no. And I said, good, because if it was, you would let me know what day it was going to be and I would call out. <laughs> Simple as that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, you're not going to force me to uh, virtue signal an ideology I don't agree with. Like, I'm cool with, like, wearing the Christmas shirts, and I'm cool with, like, wearing, like, the yeah, anniversary. Christmas shirts aren't mandatory. Yeah, it's like, or, like, the anniversary shirt, because, yeah, on that day you had to wear it, you know? I'm, I'm, well, that's different. That's just for the company. Yeah, itself. I, yeah. That, I, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that, but, but it's like. Not, it's not a political ideology. Yeah, know? it's like, I'm not, like, because even if I believed in it, I wouldn't be okay with it, honestly. Because it's, like, it's spreading, because I'm going to get shit for it. I'm going to get shit from one of the customers. And, quite frankly, I don't feel like dealing with customers, because they all suck. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I remember, you know, like you were there, obviously, me and one of the other managers got into an argument over the way that, you know, I, and granted, like, you can't always tell that I'm half Chinese, so to a lot of people, I'm just white, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a straight white man, so I remember I got flack um, from my manager because of the way that uh, a high school age lesbian couple treated me because they just refused to acknowledge my existence, but we're more than happy to talk to my uh, black coworker. You know? Like, and I'm sorry, but like, I think that that's fucked. I think that that's discriminatory, and quite frankly, you're not practicing what you preach. You want to preach acceptance and tolerance? Talk to me like a human being. Don't look at me as male white privilege. At the end of the day, I, I heard this from one of my old coworkers at UPS. The, uh, at the end of the day, Regardless of what you are, what we are is people. That's all we are and that's all we'll ever be. We're not anything more than one another and we're not anything less than one another, so why can't we just be that? And to quote, I don't remember the band, I think it was, what the fuck, like, well, I think, uh, why can't we be friends? I don't remember the name of that band either. But like, why can't we all be friends? Why can't we all get along? Because it's easy to get along with people, but nobody wants to. So you think, too, like, you know me, like, I'm 
arguably very easy to get along with. Yeah. Because I'm not the kind of person who's going to be a dick for no reason. I mean, it's not like you fucking walk out your house every day sprouting your conservative beliefs. No. I, I usually, I keep my beliefs maintained to myself unless someone asks me. Yeah. I'm not going to start talking about it to try to spread awareness of conservatism. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not what I do. But, again, like, I just think that you know, having the pride stuff like out outside your storefront, I, I just think it's corporate bullshit. You know, like nobody believes their own bullshit. Oh no! Quite frankly, it, like it, it's like I said earlier, it's a fucking money grab. And when this month's over, go ahead and ask a corporation how they feel about it, and yeah. they're not going to give a shit. Do you think Nike genuinely cares about the Black Lives Matter organization? No, they don't. They make mad money off of it, though. That's the only reason they'll ever care about it. If it didn't make them money, they would be silent. Plain and simple. And honestly, fuck Ben and Jerry's because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> um, Alright. Let's wrap it up with the last topic. Um, so, we were touching on it a little bit in the last segment. So, we had this conversation, you and I both on an individual, case, on an individual basis with our boss about how straight white men are public enemy number one. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you and I both I haven't necessarily been targeted as a straight white man per se, um, but you see the rhetoric around it. It's like, ha, like, have I personally been attacked by it? Yeah, a couple times. Like, in, like if I get into an argument with somebody on Instagram, or like in like the comment sections on Instagram, or the comment sections on Twitter or YouTube or something, has it happened to me in real life yet? No, but I say yet very loosely. Because I'm going to say something that not a lot of people agree with. It's about to happen at some point. And then I'm just going to be, well, like, don't care, Dan, ask, plus you're white. Mm-hmm. It's, I am, I'm in a pretty rocky boat right now. You know, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Because it's, a, I, I expressed it just now. I am accepting of everybody and everything. But I have to tread lightly with what I say. Because one thing I say can be taken out of context. It's like, what did I say? It's like, it's like. When we talked about the John Cena thing earlier, I was bringing up how I said Jews were rats. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be taken out of context. God forbid I end up being something with my life. You know, it's just like, and that's going to be, and I'm going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. And nobody else would get canceled if they said that. And even if they would, people would go digging and be like, well, this is what he said. It would, like, but the reason I wouldn't is because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a straight white man. Well, also, if we're being honest about, you know, the whole thing about anti-Semitism, quite frankly, the people who go around canceling people really don't care that much about Jews. Uh, you see how they kind of celebrate the uh, Palestinians um, who are literally trying to just murder all Jewish people. Like, that I'm ignorant on, so I'm not even going to touch on that. I'll probably talk about that in a solo podcast or something, but yeah, like, that's, that's a whole situation in and of itself. Yeah, I'm pretty ignorant on that, so I'm just going to leave that alone. But <sighs> it's just show. Oh no, I've seen Twitter, but oh, yeah. the whole like uh, again, this is quoting Palestinian uh, groups or pro-Palestinian groups going through the United Kingdom, saying that they're gonna rape and kill the Jewish daughters. Yeah, yeah, we we, we love that, don't we? Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, like, I just think it's stupid that people who want to talk about not judging people based on their like their race or their sexuality or anything like or their gender, like. If you're straight, you're white, and you're a man, you're fucked at this point. It's like, it's like you said, we've had this conversation with Boss Man before, and it's like, individually, like, and yeah. like, he'll probably talk about it 
with us when if we ever end up together with him. Mm-hmm. No, because he he's open with us about it. You know, he's genuine. He's a genuine guy. He'll tell you as if he's a very opinionated motherfucker, and and he'll tell you exactly what it is. It's just it becomes. It becomes more about people saying that you can't be racist towards white people. You absolutely can be. You can be ra- anybody can be racist towards anybody. And you know? but and then people always try to back it up saying, "Well, that's just prejudice." Nobody knows what that means. And you know, there's textbook definitions to this shit. You're not going against fucking Oxford. Well, the thing is that they're also trying to manipulate the the definition of racism to mean someone from a position of power. Because again, like that goes into the whole like social Marxism thing, where it's like it's the oppressor versus the oppressed, and the white people are the oppressor, and anybody else uh, is the oppressed. I have never in my life been in any sort of position of power. I have always been at or below the poverty line, so it's like I have never been in a position of power, nor do I think I ever will be. One of my favorite things was um, this homeless guy was at, like this homeless veteran was asked about. Um, like his view, his like point of view on how things are with like the current cultural climate, and he said something along the lines of he was like, "Well, quite frankly, to the um, the black queer uh, female professor telling me that I'm in a position of power uh, because of my white privilege, I really don't feel as a homeless veteran at a point of privilege." <laughs> but then, like that's another topic for another day, the homeless veteran thingy. Yeah. But it's like I see more white people getting taken out of power because they're white you know like it's like I, I actually had a conversation with my girlfriend about this you shouldn't be allowed to put what race you are on like applications for your job or for school or anything well it shouldn't even be requested of you it's like because it's like i understand people want to have a demographic but that's the wrong demographic you want to have a demographic of intelligence you want to have a demographic of people who are willing to learn and do everything that they can to become uh, to become better, whether this be school or a job, you know, like I really hate the fact that I have to say that I'm white to, to like to apply for a job. I think I should be, I think I should be hired if I'm qualified for the job. The same way how I hope most people think they should be hired if they're qualified for the job. Well, that's the whole thing about affirmative action too. It's just like you know, like if if you're white and you meet a certain criteria, and you're going up against a black candidate who meets the same criteria. They're going to trash yours immediately. And it's crazy. And it's crazy how that flip flopped. No, because it technically never flip flopped. Because I mean, like, black people weren't even able to apply for the jobs. And like, I get that that's that's social injustice, and I get that. Mm -hmm. But you don't correct it by reversing the discrimination against. I've had I've had a lot of jobs in my life. You know, I've worked at Halo Farm. I've worked at multiple shop rights. I worked at Acme. I worked at Save a Lot. I worked at UPS, and now I work where we work now. Mm. And it's just, it, it's like I think where we work is pretty diverse. You know, we have a decent group of people there. Yeah. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has their way of thinking. Everybody has the way that they live, mm. and that's what makes a company thrive. It's, I wouldn't even say we thrive on diversity. Like we thrive off of I don't know. Not we that just we thrive th- off of like good people. We thrive off of each other. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't understand that like being in the same group as like yourself essentially really only separates you to one group of opinions. It's like the same coworker that you were talking about earlier. He was talking about how he went to a party at UCLA. 
and he mentioned that the party was predominantly white. And before he even continued the story, he must have felt bad, and he looked at me and said, not that there's anything wrong with that, as if I was going to get mad at it. And I told him straight up, that's fine, I get uncomfortable around too many white people, which I do. Like, I didn't... My, I, my take on it is, though, it's just like... Again, like, I like to follow the color of my philosophy, where it's just like, you just simply just don't judge people based off of race. You don't judge situations based I, off I tell of race. Jasmine all the time I'm colorblind, and I really am. I, I judge you if you're an asshole. I don't judge you if you're a, if you if you're white, black, yellow, brown, pink, polka dot. I don't give a fuck what you are. Yeah. If you're cool with me, like I've said this for a long time, if you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. Yeah. And I live by that moniker. And get, am I wrong? No. Like how how many people have you seen me be like upfront with and dicky with just because of who they were? Zero. Like and like I, I've never you've never even seen me get into like an altercation. But most of the altercations I get in are with white people. Mm. I had a fucking mil- I had a mil- I had a marine veteran tell me I was a pussy because I didn't enlist. Oh yeah, I remember that. That, that, was, like, that was like your second or third day. That was my second day on the fucking floor. I had just gotten done with training, and a fucking and a war veteran who I'm supposed to respect called me a pussy for not enrolling. And goddamn it, I still respect him because he was a Vietnam vet. Of course. And again, you know, he like I the way I see it, he, he was old. You know, he he was clearly agitated that I said thank you for your service. You know, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because a lot of people don't like being thanked for their service. You know what I mean? Like, well, because a lot of the times they'll view it at. Because I mean, I also read uh, the book by Dan Crenshaw, the uh, the congressman who wears the eye patch because he uh, got hit by an IED when yeah. he was in. Um, I think he was in Afghanistan or Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's he was talking about how he never viewed it as something he chose to do it was just something that he was meant to do yeah. he said he always knew that he was going to be a Navy SEAL so a lot of people like if they don't like the idea of being thanked for the service they, the only reason they probably don't like it is simply because of the fact that they felt it that it's just what they were supposed to do they don't want to be thanked for doing what they were supposed to do yeah and it's like but I feel a certain obligation oh yeah because I, I have military history in my family the same way that you do oh yeah of course yeah. I mean you see the medals I have yeah, my, uh, my grandmother's brothers, one of them fought in World War II, the other one fought in Korea, the other one fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to meet the two of them because they died because of complications they got from the war. But I met the other one, and he was, that's, I never had talked to him about it because I was told not to. But he, he did the fucking, he did the white flag technique. He faked a surrender, and when they were encroaching on him, fucking took them all out. He, that's when he was in Korea. Mm-hmm. He took them all out. He had over 20 confirmed kills. Yeah. And God damn it, that man's a hero. Yeah. And I'll be damned if I'm going to sit there and say anybody else who I know who's military, anybody who I run into is military, isn't a fucking hero. Because mm-hmm. they they're literally give, they gave up everything that I have right now to go make sure that I can keep everything that I have right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, right there in that case, there's a purple heart and there's a bronze medal or a bronze star. And the purple heart's obviously for being wounded in combat and mm-hmm. bronze star is uh, a couple steps down from the medal of honor you know that's just a and it's like i'm i'm more than fine if you're against war sometimes it's necessary you can be against you can be against like stupid wars but you still support the people who go out and fight them because you're not fucking doing it oh well, there's that and there's also the fact that like i'm sure if it was up to them they probably wouldn't want to be fighting a stupid war either because they're really putting their life on the line for it like I'm all for not supporting a war, but God, God damn it, if you don't support the troops. Yeah, I know. Like I am, and it's like it goes into, it's weird how this how this veered, but it's just like. I don't even want to talk about the topic that we were talking about anymore because it just pisses me off. 
Yeah. It's like true. I I uh like like I said I haven't experienced it in my own life yet. It hasn't happened to me in real life. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't expecting it. Cause I'm gonna say something that rubs somebody the wrong way. I'm not heavily opinionated, but when I hear something about it and I become opinionated, then it becomes a problem. Mm. Like you, you and I are completely different in that aspect. I'm more than fine with staying quiet about things that I don't like. I'm very outspoken. Exactly, but I, I've told John so many times straight up what I thought about something that the company was doing. Yeah, and it's like, it's like and I feel like I told him I was like I'm because he told me. He was like, oh, well, you know, the company's doing uh, two hours of uh, PTO for uh, Juneteenth. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, no one cared about Juneteenth until George Floyd died. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, so why do I, and like, I'm, I'm not black, why am I going to take off? Yeah, like, so, like, you know how bad that looks on me? If I take advantage of that, I don't suffer from Juneteenth. Yeah, but then again, it also, it's just like an unwritten rule where it's like. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't even know what Juneteenth was until I was like 19. I had to look it up. I knew what it was because I, I Huge, huge American history nerd. I, I was watching Lincoln last night, the movie. Such a good yeah. movie. Um, I still haven't seen that. Dude, it, it's, it's a must-watch. It's on Netflix? No, it's on HBO Max. Ah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it makes you really appreciate American history. If you if you want to like actually see where a bunch of my beliefs and stuff come from, watch American History X. Like That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Because it shows the transition of somebody who was in a situation where he was a neo-Nazi to where he made friends with a black man in prison for murdering a black man. And he changed his life, you know? And the, the, the ultimate sad thing happened at the end. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I think you've seen American History, actually, and yeah. you know what happens. Mm. So, but it's like, that's where a lot of my stances really come from, is American History X. I mean, I, that, that that movie really means a lot to me. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, besides like Train Spotting, but that's for a different reason. Yeah, I mean, I just like I like watching you know movies that accurately detail history, and you know that's just that's just me. But I also like to read about it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, going back to like people who you know protect our freedoms and things like that. You know, like you remember how. Opposed I was to the whole Blue Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Look at the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because over time I gained an understanding that the police are not bad people. They they do a phenomenal job, jobs that most people would not be willing to do. <laughs> and again, you know And it's like you every- watch you if you watch certain, you know, reality shows like Body Cam and or um uh, live PD, like you get a greater respect for what they do because it's just like these guys are literally putting their life on the line for us every single day. They don't even know us. Yeah, exactly. Like we live in the same like, community, but they don't know us. And it's like that. Like everybody makes mistakes at their job, but they're always under a microscope because their mistake could cost a life. Yeah, and like, the other instances of their actually. But to vilify a mistake as like blatant racism that's systemic, like no, <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absurd. You know, I, I just think that there's there's not enough appreciation of the police. There's not enough appreciation of the military. I mean, our own vice president literally couldn't even muster the words "Happy Memorial." Enjoy Day. the long weekend with a picture of herself. Not even with not even like with veterans or anything like that. Just a picture of herself smiling like a bitch. And um, I'm sure all three of my uncles who are now deceased would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I literally took to Instagram and I said, 
you know, I'm thankful that I get to celebrate Veterans Day because none of my family members died in combat. They all came back. Yeah. And I thank God that I don't have to celebrate them on Memorial Day. Yeah. Because, like, you understand how hard that has to be? Like, when you see the videos of, like, the helicopters bringing back the, uh, the coffins with the American flags draped over them, and Donald Trump actually just did a speech in, I think, in South Carolina where he was describing, you know, one of the first times that he ever saw it because he went to go visit the family, like, Gold Star families. Yeah. And, you know, he was saying how he would be talking to, like, the mother, and, you know, the mother would seem fine, like, you know, waiting for the helicopter, but as soon as, like, the door opened and she saw the coffin being brought out by the, by the, um, the pallbearers, like, she just lost it. And it's like, yeah, because, like, that's a human being. That's, that's your fellow citizen that it's gave like, their life to protect you, and you're going to disrespect them? It's like the Tomb of Unknown Soldiers. Oh, that is. Uh, yeah. That to me is the saddest thing. I love the guardsmen, though. Yeah. Like the dedication that they have. They're they're literally there twenty four seven. Rain, sleet, hail, snow, heat, freezing cold temperatures. You ever see um videos of anytime someone goes over like the line or something, or someone's like, being disrespectful, they freak out and they yeah. want their gun at them. Yeah. It's like that is a sacred tomb, but people disrespect it. I guarantee you, if like. You know, those Black Lives Matter protests and made it all throughout Washington, they would have desecrated that tomb. Yeah. And they would have wrote a cab on it or some shit like that, or all troops or pigs or some shit. And it's like, these people literally made the ultimate sacrifice just so that you. Their families have... don't even know who they are. Exactly. We don't know who those guys are. They're all John Doe's. Yeah. Because they were so fucked up and nobody claimed them. Yeah, because they couldn't. They couldn't identify the body. You just had to assume. Yeah. And like, imagine being the parent, or imagine being the sibling of something of something like that happening. And, and so, honestly, I guarantee a lot of those people, like a lot of those parents, were sold on the hope that, like, you know, oh maybe we can yeah, just want to see, stay in the country. Everybody loves the fucking homecoming videos, but imagine the people who don't, don't get, get it. Like, imagine the people who don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. I had a kid who uh, went to my high school, who graduated from my high school, who died in combat in Iraq, and thankfully my school was nice enough to have memorials for him. They have a picture of him up in the in the main foyer. You know, like, they, they do awesome things for him. And I was, I'm really appreciative of that. But I know a lot of people in that school just didn't give a fuck. And, that's, and that really pissed me off more than anything. Because it's like, we wouldn't be able to go to school and do half the shit we can do now. And people want to say that we're a terrible fucking country. Go live anywhere else. Yeah, see... And that's what I like to sell people. I'm just like, I'm not telling you to leave. I'm telling you to go to another country for like a week. Say the things that you say about our government about to their government. See how long it lasts. Go to fucking like, just go to the Middle East and try to say half the shit you say now. Exactly. Go to any of the Koreas or China, or Japan even. And I love how like all the Black Lives Matter supporters who are like, you know, like trying to justify rioting and looting. And it's just like, go to a Middle Eastern country and claim that America's system is just as bad because they'll incarcerate somebody who loots when in those countries they'll literally cut off your hands. Yeah, like they, they will chop your fucking fingers off and not even think about it. No, no, there is still public executions there. Of course. Whether it's, it's a firing squad, you're getting decapitated, who, who cares? Yeah, talk about how the patriarchy of the United States is so bad when... You have to cover yourself from head to toe in 97 degree weather every single day. Yeah, and if you show a little bit of skin, they take you to the top of a mountain and cut your nose off to, to make you, you know, 
uh, repulsive looking. Like, I'm sorry, but be thankful that you live in a country that lets you complain about it as much as you, as you do. Because it could change just like that, and then we're, and then we're all fucked because you wanted to have your stupid fucking opinion. Exactly. I'm not saying that you don't have the right to voice your opinion, but think when you tell white men to check their privilege, I think you also need to check your privilege that you live in the country that lets you do this. Do I have any privilege, Chin? Yeah, the privilege of being an American citizen. D- does me being white give me any sort of privilege? No. Ha- like no. From where I come from, from where I used to live. To where I live now, was that a privilege thing, or was that because I had to? No, but also privilege is unearned. You know what I mean? Like everything in this office, I earned this. I purchased everything with my hard-earned money. Exactly. Everything I own is mine. Exactly. You know, it's like everything I have is mine. My base that I love to death is mine. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing in my room that was probably gifted to me is a bit of my clothes, my bed. And my TV that I got when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I still have that TV to this day. Yeah, the only thing in this office that I did not purchase myself is this chair. And that was only because it is a hand down from my sister's desk set that was in here for when she lived here. Yeah. That's it. Everything else I purchased. Yeah, like everything in my bedroom is mine. Mm-hmm. Like I have a cabinet that I threw in on. Like if I didn't pay for, pay for it fully, a little bit of my money went into it. Yeah. My bed, a little bit of my money went into it. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, the TV was the gift. The TV was a big gift I got for my 16th birthday so I could play video games in my own bedroom. Yeah. And that's really... All, all I do is sit there and play video games, you know? Like, this is the most I get out besides work. Yeah. You know, like, you and I sit down every couple of weeks, every couple of months, and we record, and then we get all of our frustrations out. Yeah. Because this is pretty much what it does. You know, I'm not I'm not bigoted in any way. I'm I'm not opposed to anything. I'm, I'm just Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's really all I am. Yeah, but in the same thing, I think you're also receptive to the fact that like we live in the freest nation in the in the world. I wouldn't be able to do anything, honestly, anywhere else. Again, you know, nobody would. Right. We don't. Not a lot of people appreciate the freedoms that this country gives us anymore. And quite frankly, it's honestly one of the saddest things because we live in such a great country and we have to share it with people who refuse to acknowledge its greatness. It's all going to get taken away soon. All of it's going to get taken away, and that's exactly what they want. Well, yeah, we're heading that way with uh, the current administration. But, alright, let's wrap it up for this episode. Um, I don't even know how long it went, but... It's definitely shorter than usual. Not shorter than... I wouldn't say shorter, because what, we started around... Oh, geez, it's already 6.30, just about. Um, you know, because what, we started around like... 3 something, 4 o'clock, maybe? It's about 3 hours. Yeah, and I'm still just like I'm still recovering from the five hour one. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. So, all right. Um, until next time, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. I'm sure because everything happens in a vacuum in this era anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So until next time, everyone be safe. Be good, y'all.